Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 17. In this episode, my friends and I wind up zooming in on a really specific question with regard to marriage, engagement, proposal, dating. We do wind up broadening the topic a little bit and speaking more about generalized principles pertaining to the topic, but for the most part, we stay pretty focused just on this one question. So give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys. Hey. Hi, fine. <laughs> That's the thing. He said the thing. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. I answered already. Tired. Sam's uh. fine. Miguel, how you doing? I'm making it through. Making it through. I'm making it through. So, who was it? Sam came out into the garage and asked my sister how she was doing. She's like, just another day in paradise. And then when David came out, you asked her how she was doing. What'd she say? Uh, He's like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, oh, something. fantastical. Yeah, or fantabulous. And I was like, both of those are things that white girls say when they're on the verge of a shooting spree. <laughs> you know? It's like, just another day in paradise, buddy. <laughs> so. Peachy keen. Yeah. I feel like that was. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I got some stuff coming up on the weekend that I'm like, oh boy, I'm not prepared. Like a Saturday, a Sunday. Yeah. Days that end in Y. <laughs> well, those are always coming at you. Bringing anxiety in my life. Anything in particular? We just have a wedding show on uh, Sunday. Uh, so uh, we're going a little bit bigger than we have in past years. Like double booth. Uh, where we're doing like uh, we're a double booth and we're doing electrical. So we have a TV and a laptop. And I'm like, I don't know if I know how to fill up a double booth in what we do. <clears throat> And I don't know if I have time to make the slideshow for the TV for the booth. <laughs> so it's just like, I have not a lot of time and a lot of things. And yet you're here with us. <laughs> I am. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Like, I am I'm happy you're here. Austin, how you doing? Doing well. Well. Like, do we need to call Lassie, like, down in the well? Oh, <laughs> not that kind of well. Oh, okay. A good well. Oh, Goodwill. Oh, they got some good stuff. Well. <laughs> Doing goodly. Doing goodly. Neat. Uh, so David has an interesting thing that, I, a question yeah. that he had asked, or really, I don't know if it's so much a question, Not but a just question. a topic, a and scenario. that is going to be our launching pad. So, so Your launch pad? My favorite from DuckTales. I never uh, got into DuckTales, DuckTales man. Yeah. I, I watched, you I watched never some in, of it. You should have gotten but... into DuckTales just for the theme song. Woo! Yeah! That was great. Like that's, that's what well, I Well, now there's the new DuckTales. And Darkwing Duck. Darkwing what was with duck-themed kids' shows in I the don't 90s? know. They were all related to Donald. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. Well, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Was yeah. Darkwing Scrooge actually McDuck related? had a lot of money to bankroll all the Duck related to That's true. You know they're revamping Mighty Ducks. Are they? Yeah. It's going to be a series. Interesting. Like uh, after like the cartoon? after the style oh, of Cobra Kai, uh, like take a show oh. from it, Emilio Estevez is reprising his yep. role Damn. as Coach Bombay. Wow. Coach, what a great last name! So wow. wait, Bombay. a guy who was in the sport in an '80s movie is now coaching that sport. Yeah, <laughs> is it in a Netflix original? No, <laughs> or a YouTube Plus original. Thing. Wait, a what? A Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Oh, okay, neat. Oh yeah, but wait, Mighty Coach Netflix. Bombay was always the. What do you mean he yeah. was? He was yeah, but I'm coach, saying right? like Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, the, okay, the, okay. The actors that were originally the yeah, yeah. Anyway, didn't really land. 
<laughs> Didn't really land on the launch pad. So anyway, David, uh, uh, that so was I, all I got, planned. I got a really good friend of mine. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name just in case. Um, but it's Timothy. I, Timothy Dresden. Dresden. And um, and I got another friend of mine. Well, kind of friend of mine. I just know her pretty well. Anyway, so he's uh, he is proposing tomorrow. So do not release this before yes. then. So, oh yeah, it's gonna release tomorrow. <laughs> They're not gonna. Know. And it's such a hit. That, I mean, how will she not yeah. know? Yeah. So he uh, he's proposing tomorrow, and he does not have the father's blessing. Mm. So he's see, I said, he has I said, asked the blessing. Yes. and the father said no, no. Okay, and this is going on for like six months, maybe more. Is there reasons? Yeah. Uh, so the reason the father has said no to him is um is that one like just because he's saying I want my daughter to finish college. Um, you, you're not making enough money, which he is. He's been living on his own. He is making enough money? Yeah, he is. Well, like, okay, what does the dad consider enough? Like, well, first of all, they live in a very, very, yeah. very wealthy place. So three varies? Yes. How three, many? Three, like, three. What's that, like a 800 Listen, well, like plus? his on, on Yelp, dad, be like dad a yeah. restaurant, so. is super rich, okay? Sit down house. And she, I think he wants her to marry to someone that's wealthy. Right. Of course. Which you're also, inferring. Yeah. Um, but I also, he's also told me that he thinks it also has to do with his color. Because she's white and he's black. So your friend so, thinks that the her dad is racist. Yes. Which uh, is how long have they been dating? Inference. They've been dating for three years. Yeah. Okay. So the reason he said that is because he, the dad... Um, well, he just doesn't treat him the right, like, as a boyfriend, like, to treat him as, like, whole friend, whole male friends, not at all right. Um, he doesn't shake his hand, he doesn't say hello, uh, but he does it with whole friends, whole male white friends, Asian, he gets along with him, but just him he doesn't like. Do you think it's and just it's, because they're dating, or? It could be that. Yeah, yeah. but th it's been three years, dude. Three years of dating, you don't, like, after three years, you would think you just go ahead and get over it. Well, but like, anyways, but I but he's asked us to pray, um, and like help help with this transition of like him proposing and they're gonna get married anyways. He had a talk with the dad today, saying, "I'm gonna marry your daughter, and you are invited to the wedding. If you don't show up, that's fine. If you show up, that'd be awesome. Isn't this a song? I want song? you at the wedding. <laughs> a song? Oh, that yeah. terrible yeah. song. Uh, yeah. I wanna marry. Oh, what's it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's by yeah. Magic. Rude. Yeah, it's called. Um, I gotta be so it's by really. it's by Iron Maiden. What's it called? <laughs> Never mind. What you, oh. Uh, but he asked us to pray, and he's like, "What? Like, did I do the right thing?" And I told him, and two other people have been in the group chat. Uh, I told him, um, my opinion is that I think he did. Like, I my opinion, I don't think I think it's good to have the death's blessing. And how old are they? I'm sorry. Uh, he's twenty one and she's nineteen, okay. so they're young. Um. But good, honestly, this guy is great. Like I, I love him. He's great head on the shoulder, great Christian guy. Um, and this, I told him that if you think that she is the one, that I think you should marry her. It's great to have the dad's blessing. If the dad says no, get married anyways. I'm very much for that. I'm like, just, just get married anyways. Um, yeah, just like the song. Yeah, just get married anyways. And um, tell Judas the dad... Priest. That you you wish for the, him to be at the wedding, which he did. He wishes to be at the dad's wedding, 
said like if you don't come like you and your daughter's relationship is not going to be the same it's not like which way is more important to you but you don't mm, like, so he's giving the daughter. dad an ultimatum <clears throat> but um and he he you know, i don't blame the guy the guy's freaking tried so hard to really like try to get the dad's approval the mom loves him his family loves just the dad hmm. um but i told him just get married anyways i said i i told him like i can't wait to be at your wedding um but i think it's one thing to respect what the dad respect the parents but not respect the the, the, the decision they are <coughs> personally your decisions that my parents make and they and which i don't agree with but that does not mean i disrespect my parents i just don't respect their decision and what they think um and i think him getting married is i think it should be i think it should be fine like i don't think it's anything wrong with it of not get not getting the dad's blessing so well thoughts well maybe this is jumping too far ahead but what so yeah where does that fall in because i i would agree with you just from the scenario of what i know not knowing anything about the people just from what you've told me i would i would also agree that he should just marry her because some parents are even though i think it's always best to get the dad's blessing some parents are ridiculous and don't have good reasons to stop people from getting married and it sounds like he's being slightly unreasonable i would probably just give him the same advice you did but my question is where's the line between honoring your parents as christians to honor your father and mother but then to go ahead and make a decision like that that would be against something that you know would that be dishonoring them by saying well you would prefer i don't marry this person or maybe at least not at this time but i'm going to do it anyway is that completely dishonoring your parents or is there where's the line i mean can my I, can i pose a, a sister question to that sure. because i think i think that's a great question but in this specific case that's not his mother or father that he's disobeying no yeah but in, in well i'm saying on her part on her part right yeah but and and well i think i still think it's a good question like on yeah. his part like that's not his parent right that's what he's hoping to be his future in-law well in-laws yeah um, but they're never really his parents right yeah um i would i would what i was gonna say was like i think almost he's jumping a gun you know in that like hey you're invited to the what dude you don't even know if you're engaged yet Oh, like, they're going to be. They're, I, like, they're going to be. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doubting that. But like, cart before the horse, regardless. You know. Well, well, she. So. Well, actually, she talked to the dad today and said like, "I'm getting married to him. We're gonna. He's gonna." And like he said, she said like, "You." I think what he said like, "You all invited to the wedding." I'm not saying I want to build a keep this relationship with my parents. I say I love you. Like she's like, I love you, dad. But I'm gonna like. It's, it's now your choice. I think you want to keep this relationship healthy with me. Because I have done, he has done everything that he can to make you proud. I love this man, and you're not respecting that decision. But I, and she said, like, I, I love you, and I want to keep this healthy relationship, but it's now your choice if you want to keep this or not. If you want to keep, have this healthy relationship between father and daughter, then you need right. to get over this. So what know? I was going to say is um, he was forced to, to put the before the horse in that case because no. because if he had proposed first and then said it it would have been worse no i i disagree i, I think i think 
the well, he's of, asked him this before, though. Yeah, right. And, this is not the first time they've had this conversation. He, right. And they, he, right. Yeah, he's asked about him. Yeah. But he says, like, she even said, like, even oh, like, he's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's say I finish college. Would you say yes? He said no. He said I want to say no. Well, he still would say no. Well, see, there's no. He, he said like, okay, well, I'll wait till she finishes college. He said like, no, you're not gonna still not get my blessing. Like there was, he hasn't given a single of that. Right. All he has said was this: "You just don't make enough money." And so, he's yeah. like, yeah, he has his own place. He's he's never like. Right, but it sounds like he wants a certain uh, income yeah. class. Yeah, because yeah, and I think unfair. it is also because he's he he they were wealthy, like really <clears throat> wealthy, and like I think it is because like. It, it is a class thing. It is. It's like I don't want you to marry my daughter because. You're not, you're not willing. Yeah. But like instead of me being happy what I want, I don't want that means my daughter doesn't get yeah. what she yeah. wants. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get No, I, I'm not I'm not for the record, like I'm in the camp of like he should propose anyway. Um and I'm happy to elaborate on that later. What I'm saying is the cart before the horse is, hey, I'm I'm going to marry your daughter and you're invited like I would just I think that's too far. I'd just say my approach and I think uh more uh, in line with what he should do um, is, hey, I want to sit down with you. I want to have a man-to-man chat. I'd like your blessing to marry your daughter. No. Okay. May like give me, explain to me why or what I can do. As you said, it sounds like he's done. Mm. You know, and then you know, hey, I'm I'm willing to wait for this amount. I'm willing I'm willing to work towards this. I'm willing you know, and then saying I understand, and then say. Uh, just want you to, and and even if he refuses, be like, okay. I just want you to know, I'm, I understand. Still gonna propose. Like, Ooh. shake hand, walk out, and like, own it and be a man. But I, what I'm saying is, the cart before the horse is like, so you, I'm still gonna marry her. You're still invited. Like, hold up, the bro, hold up. Then that yeah. you have a problem. With. No, my my issue is like, you're not even engaged. Like, I understand the plan and everything. My my issue right. is like, dude, go and propose. Then make yeah. A instead plan of, of saying attack. instead of saying I'm right. going to marry her, you need to say I'm st- I still plan on proposing. Right, is right. what you would say. I, well, and end it there. Like okay. like yeah, I understand like, you still plan on yeah. inviting her, but I, what I'm saying is like stop, propose, get the yes, but that's guaranteed, sure, and then sit down with your fiance now and say how do we approach this issue of your father? Hmm. Because this is not an issue for me to do by myself. This is now an us thing, and this is going to affect. Your relationship, my relationship, our relationship, our family, our kids' relationship with their grandparent. And to sit there and go, this is what I'm doing. You're invited. Here's ultimatums. Yes. And then to step away and be like, hey, honey, this is the line I drew. It's like, mm. I mean, like, I, like, if my wife were to do that to me, like, I'd want input. Right. Like, I would want the input well, of saying, like, hey, cool. They've talked about it, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, and also I think there was input. From that, I don't think she he went and did it without her blessing. I think I just think I think a proposal and and an engagement can change something. Like like not like make miracles happen or like, but like I think you could even come around be like, okay, they're really serious about this. Like there's no stopping it. Like we're at that point. Like okay, like I'm gonna get on board versus like, well, he just threw an ultimatum in my face and now they're engaged and it's kind of in my face versus you know what I mean? Like yeah, they could have been more diplomatic about it. And also, here's the biggest thing too. Like, I just, I like again. I'm like, what? Is that the mom loves him? It's like, she gave his blessing. She's I would like, also have like, gone to the mom. She's like, hey, yeah, yeah. And, and asked, the mom has the no idea why. It is the answer that he got 
It's the same answer that the mom got. Yeah. Is again, it goes down to wealth. I'm like, that's such a ridiculous thing. Like, right. That like that's just it's so bizarre. Okay, hang on. So Austin, should he propose or not propose? The father has withheld withheld his blessing. I would say he should. Yeah. Okay, Eric. Yes. Oh man, then I'm alone. Yeah. I knew you would I'm be the only guy. I knew you who would says, be. I I think that he should refrain from proposing, and I think that you know part of this is like. Some of this only works because of a set of ideals that I think should be followed that aren't followed in pop culture or popular American culture anyway. Um, I think that the overarching principle is like, you know, God gave that girl into that family with that father and he might be a wrong and schmuck and he might even be, you know, racist. He might be whatever he is, um, but he's put her there for now and that father it's it's the responsibility of that father um what he to whom he chooses to entrust the hand of his daughter and to place his daughter's hand in in a man's hand one day and he'll be accountable for that uh i think this is also a really good argument for not uh i know not everybody's gonna agree with this either but like for not holding out and dating for years and years before you wind up asking what the father's opinion is that whether this relationship could ever go any further. Um, if, if you're dating, it's with the intention of marriage, right? So if I'm dating a girl and I've been dating her for, let's say, you know, six months even or a year, I know it, it, it looks like we're both, you know, in this for the right reasons. Hopefully we're communicating rightly. And so if I talk to the father then and he says, look, it's never going to happen, then my heart is less knit to hers than if I've been in the relationship for, you know, three years, you said. Or, like, I know people that this has happened after eight years of dating. And I'm like, why did you date for eight but... years before this? And then uh, last thing I would just say is... Um, if that father uh, wants to be able to secure a certain amount of let's say security, um, for his daughter and has worked very hard to do that. It's like the, the relationship between, like if th this guy works at Chick-fil-A? No. Or, okay. No, he's, but, a coal, he, he's a coal mechanic. Okay. So if he's, if he's, you know, let's say lower middle class and he's trying to marry into a family where people go on expensive vacations and they, you know, do, do things that he's not going to be able to bring his wife into to be a part of it. Um, that might also be something that the father is factoring in. Uh, well, okay. So I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, with your second point about, oh, don't date for a long time and stuff, like, I agree when you're an adult. These guys barely... She's still a teenager. Like, yeah, that's also my argument for not dating okay, in high okay, school. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I was like, I just wanted to bring that to light, yeah. though, because I was like, they started dating at, like, 16. When she was 16, and, like, apparently. I'm, yeah. I'm about dating seriously, like, and, and that's coming from someone who I dated seriously in high school, I dated seriously, uh, like, just post-high school, you know, like, yeah. but I, I also dated with, like, my eye on the prize. Like, I wasn't dating, like, hey, this is a fun time. I was dating, like, hey... I see potential with this girl. I'm growing with this girl. You know, that sounded weird. Um, no, I got you. You know, but like... Your, your hearts are being knit together. Yeah. You know? And like, I'm not at a stage where I can get married right now because I'm legally unable to. But when I become... When I get to that point, 
I would, I think I'd have established the foundation, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what you said for later in life. It doesn't necessarily apply to these kids. So, so don't kids. date in high school? Well, yeah. my, my question is like, so the ideals that you have, I feel are tightly knit to an idea that um, arranged marriages, like, do you believe that those are, that arranged marriages is the biblically prescriptive uh, I way? Wouldn't, I wouldn't say arranged as in like the parents make a handshake deal once both of the kids are born. It's like, and then our, not, our not, thrones will be united. Not once they're born, but, but like the parents are the ones who actually have the final say. I'm in, not even saying, oh, as, as, if by arranged you mean have the final say, then well, I would say yes. But if, if by arranged you mean yeah. they make the decisions, like they they are the ones seeking out. Yeah, and it's like the hmm, ones let me find out. let me find a a suitable uh you know male to to marry into my family. I I'm not necessarily for that, but I think that once the kids kids you know like let's say these people are in their twenties or whatever, and once they once they find each other, then it's like she is still um under the leadership of her father, and for better or for worse, like even if he's ungodly just like you know peter says to to wives you need to submit to your husbands not just if your husband's like a great godly husband but like you need to even submit to a man who's ungodly um not like oh because we're trying to heap up you know terror and grief and misery on your life but it's like look this is what god calls you to do he looks you to he he looks he intends for you to humbly submit and man maybe maybe it'll go well for you maybe the guy will see your piety and he will you know be influenced toward the gospel maybe not but regardless it's like that's that's what's being um set up there right why not the arranged marriage what's that why not the arranged marriage i'm not saying i'm against the idea of arranged marriages i'm just saying i don't think that uh i think that the the set of ideals that i have and that i i think i can back up for the most part, I can back them up with scripture. You know, I, there are probably holes just like with anything else. I think that that fits well if you want to do arranged marriages, but it also fits well if you want to do this more like post-Elizabethan, like Shakespearean type of, of searching and, and searching, courting and, and yeah, dating. Your ideal situation is not is not arranged marriage, but, you're, but you would be like, well, arranged marriage, you're put under your father's authority, your father deemed it well to shake hands and say, my daughter for your cow... Uh, and that's, that's, that's sure. A acknowledging that that's a vast oversimplification, but yeah, yes, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so, but see, cause I feel like if we're talking about arranged marriages and the idea that the parents are the ones who are actively seeking out mm -hmm. someone, then your ideas or your ideals mm -hmm. work and we'd have a separate conversation, but in the dating realm, they, they don't work because honestly the father, especially in this scenario, all he's doing is saying yes or no. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's a failure on the father's part as far as, like, the father doesn't just start becoming a part of the conversation once there's already a guy dating his daughter. Right. The father should be a part of the conversation when she's a little girl learning about, like, hey, these are the things that we want you to look for in a man. These are the things that we want for in a husband for you in the future. This is the type of husband that you see daddy trying to be to mommy and, like, those sorts of... And for all, you know, he's, he's probably a schmuck. Like, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say probably. But if we take yeah. everything that David is saying at face value, and this guy actually is, like, maybe he actually is a racist. Maybe he actually is all these an other things. Or something. An well, elitist. Oh, yeah. yeah. So here's, here's one big thing. It's like, so when they first started dating, she told the dad I'm dating a guy. She didn't tell him because he was black. She knew. 
that your dad would say something or mm. would react. That's oh, a big flag. Like, yeah. <laughs> then when he said, when he found out he was black, I would have led dad, that. The dad even yeah. said he's black, like with a question mark. Instead of like, like, like why? You need to bring yeah. That. Right, so I just got a text message from him. He said, hey, "This is the crazy thing." He said, "Okay, now like this is just the veneer of anonymity is just drifting <laughs> away." He said, "Her dad is still." Paying for her college, he said. Like he's still gonna pay for her college. Right. It's like so. Like he actually said, "WT," you know. He's like, like that makes no. It's like if you worry about money, if you're still gonna pay. Then he's like, he's still paying. He's gonna still pay for the wedding. Oh Even wow! If he yeah, really? He's still paying for the wedding. And he says he's gonna pay for the honeymoon. He's saying. What? I think he's saying. Wow. He's, well, the reason he's saying is this: even the wedding to make a. Yeah. I think he's saying to make it look like that I can't provide. But he's like, but I'm not gonna complain if they're gonna, he's gonna pay for that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't either. But, I would like, but I, so like so what he what he's looking for is a guy who can do this, and he's saying in a backhanded way, "You can't do it." So yeah, I'm, so gonna, I'm gonna, do gonna do it. Right. So, but to we to, are also making like we're making a twi- we're making like I know, a Disney there's a lot movie of, out there's of, a lot of right, inferences out of a little bit of information, yeah, but. Oh, I was just gonna say, even if that is the case, that that's what he is saying by doing this. In my mind, if I was uh, your friend, I would just be thinking that's more money saved up for yeah. us to just live on. You know, right, not, yes. not spending any money on the wedding or anything. That, I, that's a blessing. I would potentially step up and be like, hey, you know, like culturally, like bride's family pays for the wedding, but I'm going to step up and pay and like refuse the honeymoon. Like, especially if like if I thought the dad was doing that to like throw it in my face, I'd step up and be like, hey, like I'm going to assume the responsibility of the honeymoon, but you can pay for the wedding because like culturally that's what happens well okay but, so... uh, if, if it was just like a hey I'm I'm stanky rich and I'm gonna like never give you I'm... stanky rich I'm just, yeah. I've, I have just yeah. a little bit of a question that can probably be addressed really quickly if you if your mind is made up that I'm gonna marry that girl no matter what they say why then why go through the formality of asking for the blessing because it's tradition right that's why you do it. And that's what I'm trying to say is that the whole asking for the father of the blessing is a tradition and its roots really have goes back to arranged marriages where they have a say. So that's why I think this whole thing's a train wreck. And where I think we need to, to really think about is like, what does the Bible prescribe? Well, when it comes to dating, it doesn't have a lot to say. None of the Dating's cu- not really a thing. Yeah, none of the cultures that yeah, it's Yeah, it's like when the youth at the church, they ask me, what does the Bible say about dating? I'm like, Find the word boyfriend in the Bible, right. thing, you know, exactly. or even, you know, like courtship or dating, yeah. like use, use words from whatever and century you want. don't use the concordance. Want. So read it cover to cover. Uh, no, hey, use the concordance. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to find it. So you know? I think that's what causes this problem. And so what I, what I would say is if you have no problem with dating as a concept, then there should be no problem with not accepting the father's blessing. But if you do have a problem with dating, then I think you have grounds for saying that it's wrong to not accept the Father's blessing. But it's like you're—it's like we're meshing two different cultures and two different frameworks into it. And it's like this is this doesn't work. I disagree. Well, I—I I was just saying. Um, why? Okay. Can, can if you don't mind me asking, what did you do when you uh, were about to propose to Nicole? I. You're saying what did I? What did my interaction with her dad look like? like what was there an interaction? Yeah. Did you? What kind of question did you ask? Yeah, I mean. He, uh, two things that I man, this is um, you don't have to answer I, it. I'll, it's I'll... it's something I'd be more comfortable talking more at length about maybe off the air. Okay, okay. And who cares? No one's ever gonna listen. <laughs> so so the the two stories that I have is that you know there was a time I was as 
at her apartment. We had started talking about marriage after we had been dating for probably about like a month and a half. Okay. We talked about marriage for another month and then we got proposed. Um, we got proposed. <laughs> we got proposed. Well, she got proposed too. I did the, I was a proposer. Anyway. So the idea is, hey, if I'm going to, you know, ask you to marry me, I do need to have a conversation with your dad before we get too much further into this, you know? And so I called him up and I remember parts of the conversation, he didn't really seem like he, I mean, it was the first time this was ever happening to the guy. It didn't seem like he had a, a thought or a game plan about him. He, he was using these phrases like, what you two have is really special and sometimes you just got to roll the dice. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I understand that the guy that I'm asking for my wife's hand in marriage is not like this, you know, paragon of Christian virtue. And, you know, he says he's a Christian and, and we can talk about that another time. But uh, I understand that what he's saying is just coming from this worldview that's largely stitched together from more, you know, secularism. Okay. I get his blessing. Cool. Then the other half of that story is the day of the wedding. He's walking her down the aisle and he takes his he takes his daughter's hand and puts it in my hand. And I'm like, I cannot I didn't do this. But in my mind, I'm like, I cannot snatch this hand away from you fast enough, because in my mind, like she has been in peril being in your your safe, like in your in your watch care. And Nicole's told me stories about things that um like for example things that her parents were okay with her sister doing and then if Nicole had gone down that route like the, the parents wouldn't have stepped in and be like, hey this is you know this is unrighteous this is not she was totally un um inhibited uninhibited yeah she didn't have she didn't have anyone protecting her virtue or you know trying to protect um you know the, this this concept of like hey you need to you know even preserve your your virginity for marriage but even just preserve your virtue and like not knit your heart together with all these different guys so when he puts her hand in my hand i'm like Whew. you know she's she's with she's mine now she's with me um you know she, just like you know paul says she belongs to me i belong to her we're one we're you know we're gonna be one flesh for the rest of our lives and um yeah i mean part of it has come out just in that story but i think that that explains a little bit of why i don't think that it's a um contradiction of worldviews to hold the view that i have i was i was just gonna bring up a scenario of like it, would it be different for you if like say you know when the girl is 16 or 17 she just left home and there's no real relationship with the parents anymore like would you still try to would you say that that whoever tries to marry her should still be like try to track down the dad and ask him or you're saying like if uh there's an absentee father Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's say there's an absentee father. I, I'd say make whatever steps you can to, to try and find him. But if he's just gone, like if he's fallen off the face of the earth, um, honestly, if he's a dad like that, he may very well just say, like, who cares? Like, marry her if you want to marry her. I have nothing right. to do with that. Well, girl what anymore. if she stepped away from, like, what right. if she ran away or if she was like, I don't have a relationship with my family? Right. Right. Um, I mean, I think in the in the interim, in the courtship, dating, whatever relationship you'd need to have a conversation with her about what are the unreconciled tensions that exist even now with between you and your family you know so why would you disagree with uh, that it doesn't 
like that that somehow you can bring these principles that fit well in in arrangement well because i'm not ex i'm not extracting them uh maybe from the the preconditions that you think i'm extracting them from so like i would say that both male and female offspring are under the uh dominion let's say of the parents yeah. you know um and then it seems in scripture like we have these times and this this might actually go into the other conversation that we had talked about having um it seems in scripture that we have these indicators where a boy becomes a man right you know so where this this is no longer a child but he has asserted himself as being almost like a not free agent but you know what i mean he's he's no longer uh obligated to obey all of the command like i'm i'm an adult male right now if my dad tells me i order you to you know sell your house and move to kansas i don't have to obey him anymore right the, the command is children obey your parents okay. um so and you know we can talk about what those things are that would differentiate a boy from a man and uh so at the point where he's a man he's no longer obligated to do everything that his father or mother tell him to do okay it seems also from the scripture that you don't necessarily have the, those same uh i don't want to use the word rites of passage but i can't think of anything better you know we don't have those indicators that go okay this is a person that was a girl and then you know once this set of truths can be said about her she is now a a woman you know and a lot of that seems to be more attached in the scripture with marriage itself you know okay um but there are complications there it's just a lot more clear in the bible where a boy becomes a man okay. so but so then so then she would still be under the headship of her father okay but so like just and just like a wife is called to obey and submit to even an ungodly husband i would say that uh you could extrapolate you know it's it's not it's not necessarily word for word in the text and I'm, I'm not pretending it is which is why i'd be totally comfortable and i am totally comfortable sitting under pastors that don't hold this view being in a church of people that don't hold this view so well so like in the instance of isaac for you know like yeah abraham did not send out isaac to go find a wife mm -hmm. and he was 40 <laughs> so he still sent his servant to go find a wife for him and so his father still sh shows this authority um so it's like and even even in that case the rite of passage you're talking about was much earlier in jewish culture than it is today and it wasn't so much of i i also don't think uh that what you're saying about isaac is necessarily something that you would see in many other stories in the old testament where a father sent out a servant to find a wife for his son no but but i think you'll see that yeah, I, I don't see in scripture where it's like once the man is considered a man by, I guess, the community or whatever, that all of a sudden he doesn't have to refer well, to his parents. You kind of you kind of see it in the creation language of like, you know, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and will cling to his cling to the wife and they two will become one flesh. Yeah. Um, well, I say for both of them, they're leaving their parents and they're they're being cleaved to one another. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I think you're under the headship of your parents until you find a spouse, and then you're under the headship of that. That's the relationship. So you think that you're under the headship of your parents right now? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, if we want to look at the Bible and see what it says, that's what I'm... I, I don't think it's... It's either going to be that 
what we find in the Bible is cultural, in which case I would say then what we're living and what we're talking about is also cultural and doesn't matter mm -hmm. as much as we're making it out to be, or what we're going to find in the Bible is something that's prescriptive no matter what culture you live in. So that's what Those I'm trying to... the options. Yeah. Right. So what is prescriptive and what isn't prescriptive is the, is the discussion. And so it's like when you talk about that the, the, the father of the wife-to-be... Needed father to of the girl father of the girl like that's biblically prescriptive that she would give her away and that's not just a cultural thing so you're so talking that, about the hand like the putting the hand in the hand no no not, that, not, yeah not, that's that's the symbol right the i'm not sign. i'm not talking about any symbol or anything yeah. i'm just saying that you believe that and this is why you would not sign off on this uh proposal is that the father needs to give the father is responsible for for the daughter in this case and so he will have the final say, the premier and final say, as to who she marries and who she doesn't marry, right? So well, is that a cultural thing or is that a prescriptive thing? The father having the final word? Right. I mean, are you honestly asking me? Because I think I've been clear that I think that that's a prescriptive thing. And, and based off of what scripture that actually prescribes that? Oh, like I said, verbatim, word for word, I can't find it. It's not even of, of uh, a verbatim thing. Like, you see it culturally, mm -hmm. right? You see it described, but, but where do you see it prescribed? Because I would say that where you see it prescribed for the woman, you also see it for the man. Like in Proverbs where it says, um, uh, I forgot what it says exactly, but that um, parents, mm -hmm. I don't see parents by no, wealth and family come from parents. Good wife comes from the Lord. Okay. Right. So, but it's a wife there. So that would be a case of the idea that your parents are not necessarily the ones who are providing you with a wife. Right. But, but it doesn't say a husband as though like you're seeking a husband. It's you're seeking a wife and, it, and the parents were involved in that. Yeah. I mean, Proverbs is also written to a boy. Right. Yeah. Well, but so that's what I'm saying. It's still like, there's still a lot to be said about the male. It's yeah. not like once you hit 13. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe part of this is like, if you didn't have that passage in, what is it, like Second Peter 3 or wherever it is, um, about wives needing to submit to their husbands, even to ungodly husbands. If, if Peter had not said that explicitly, I think you could make the same set of arguments about wives and husbands in the Old Testament. And you could say, this is a cultural thing. This is, you know, this, this is like a, you know, old ancient Hebrew custom that like wives were expected to submit to their husbands even if they weren't godly and then we come to the new testament and it's like well lo and behold that's actually prescriptive and i, I admit like i've been honest from this honest about this from the word go is that i can't find it delineated even you know in a in a discourse somewhere in scripture um i also feel like part of this is you, you've heard the phrase like the people who gossip to you will gossip about you. Yeah. No, but. Well, that's like a, it. yeah, I think it's a yeah, it proverb makes, from Spain, right? Is like, and yeah. I heard that growing up. It's like anyone who, who will gossip to you will gossip about you. And then it's like, okay, if you have this girl and she, when, when she thinks that her male, uh, that her dad's authority is unreasonable, she will not submit to him. And it's like, okay, well, guess what? You're now her husband. And if she thinks that your authority is unreasonable, she'll just decide not to submit to you. What if what if her reasoning for that um, was she thinks that uh, her father's reasoning is ungodly? 
I mean, just like what Peter said, that wives need to submit to their husbands, even to the ungodly. So again, that's an extrapolation of that principle. It's not one-to-one. Right, and, and, and I think it's like, if you're, it's the character of your husband, but it's not necessarily submitting to a thing that your husband wants you to do. Right, because it's the same thing for slaves and, and masters. Like if a slave, if a master said to a slave, go sleep with my wife, you would say not to submit to that. Yeah, Even correct. though the Bible because says... Because he's giving you a positive command that directly contravenes a negative, like a prohibition that God has given you. Okay, don't worship your Lord. Okay, so then that's a negative command. Right. And that contravenes, you know, a positive command in Scripture. Okay. So okay. If, if it's like, so do you think that... Um, so I, I just want to make clear before you go to the next step. It's like in both cases, yeah, you have a negative those are command those are clear. and a positive command. Right. It's not like... Here's a here's an area of freedom, and uh, then you have a, a positive command or a negative. Command. And the area of freedom being well, I think that the direction that you're probably going to go next is like the area of freedom is whether or not you marry a person, and you're never commanded like marry this person or you know don't marry this person in the Bible. I mean, let you know unless they're an unbeliever. Yeah. Or but what what I what I would say again is like I'm not I'm. I'm going to have two different conversations depending on whether we're talking about arranged marriages or we're talking about dating. That's okay, what I'm saying. So, to... yeah, let's say dating because we don't have any arranged marriages. Right. Well, today. so I would say that there's nothing in the Bible about dating. Or very few in America. And there's nothing in the Bible about that you need the father's position or, or permission to take your his daughter's hand. You don't. So, so why would I say that that's somehow going against scripture I, I can't well, because i have the father specifically saying not to do something and i'm not going to obey him you're right but there are times where you would say when it's clear that it is violating yeah when it is clear yeah well so so for example if the father says uh you know stab this guy right it's like well sorry guy i have a commandment over here that tells me not to do that yeah so if your husband or or let's let's say uh let's let's give it a negative command right if you're if your father says don't uh, go to church. Yeah. And you're like, well, I have this command over here. I need to go to church. So if your father says, don't marry, I don't know the guy's name. Oh, yeah, Timothy. Uh, Oliphant. Oliphant. Yeah. Oliphant. Oh, man. Uh, that man. guy can definitely give you. Yeah, he can provide. Uh, <laughs> so if, if the father says, don't marry Timothy. Yeah. And then you say, well, I'm sorry, I have this command in scripture to marry Timothy. Yeah, but but like but, you don't you right. You're, but here's where I say that you, you, it goes against what you're saying. Is you're saying I'm, I'm open. Like I'm. You're saying there's a freedom. Okay. So why is she not free then to decide? Because an authority that's over her has has. Um... But not not over this because you said that in this realm there's freedom. So there's no direct uh, commandment being violated. I'm I'm talking about uh, freedom to seek you know people. And she sought, but. But she's still under that, the authority that, of her father. I wouldn't father, say that she has freedom to, to marry someone that her father prohibits her from there, marrying. But there isn't a scripture where you can say that it's prescribed that the father has the authority for that. Uh, the authority to tell her not to do something. Right. Okay. Uh, not to just do something. What we're talking about. Okay, I got I to gotta think of like a counterexample to this because it's like right. I, I understand what you're saying, but we're, we really are just coming at this from two different perspectives where it's like, I would say, uh, let's see, if a father said, if a father commanded his daughter, for all of your days as my daughter, you know, as long as you're, you are not to eat fish. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then I think the, the daughter should obey that. 
you know? What if, what and, if... and part of it's like, the father understands things that the daughter doesn't understand. Yeah. And I would even say that's probably true in this case. This father is, you know, let's say in his 40s or 50s, and the daughter is like, well, you know, screw you, I'm 19, I like this guy, I think that you just don't like him because he's black or because he can't provide or whatever, and I've seen a lot of 19-year-old girls do stuff like that, and it's it's never, and I, you know, it could happen. Right. That the daughter is actually wiser, the 19-year-old is wiser than the, you know, 46-year-old, whatever. Um, but if the if the father tells the daughter, you're not to eat fish, or like peanuts, yeah. you know, it's like, well... Look, you don't understand how allergies work yet, and you're just really young. But I understand something that you don't understand. Right. Like, so, but, but there's even, a difference. But between, you're you're making an assumption yeah, there that, but, that he's a reasonable person. Like what if? But what if about it, in the but, examples? But, that but, not even like, that, but Peter says even, specifically, yeah. even if the guy is unreasonable, if yeah. he's ungodly, you still submit. Right. And and, and Eric, I, you would say like, but you don't see a passage that specifically says that about daughters and fathers. And I'd say yeah. Well, it's yeah, not it's not just that because like yeah, the Bible does say to obey your parents. Like that's for boy and girl, we get that. Um, but so for children, children, yeah, for children to obey. But parents. my question is, was that given as a prescription for the fact of saying what you can or can't eat, who you can or can't marry, or was it as you gave other examples which are different, which is for the benefit of the godliness of the daughter? I think you would say the second. Yeah, and I think that uh, if. That it is possible that this father is trying to preserve, you know, some virtue in her daughter. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that. You know, I don't know the specific situation. Right, exactly. So if it's unreasonable, if it's not going to preserve her godliness. If it's unreasonable to her 19-year-old perspective, you're saying, dude, screw your dad, just go ahead and well, do but, it. So here's the thing, like, we're coming from a different culture. We don't have this rite of passage or we kind of have a set well, rules of rite of passage. So you're saying 19 is young, okay? And I'm not going to disagree, but to a 60-year-old, a 33-year-old is also young. And to a, and to a 33-year-old, a 60... Yeah, I have people a lot used to, learn. to get married a lot younger. No, you know? but I'm saying, like, I could still learn a lot from my but parents as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, to me, it's, it's, is it really a matter of, of an age or whatever, whether they're young or whatever? I think it just comes down to this. If the father or if someone wants to use the... the I don't want to call it an excuse, but the idea that, well, I'm your father and I have the say and they're going to be unreasonable, I think that is sinning. I think that is sinning against you because that's not why it's God... It's sinning against... Your daughter. Because, oh, that the father is sinning. Yeah. So he's ungodly. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I agree. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. But is the daughter bound to her father like a husband is to, to the wife? Yeah. And, and I think this is really where, you know, we'd wind up having to have a different conversation of like, what would the distinction, what would the distinctives be? Um, like what principles could we extract from scripture that would differentiate between a girl and a woman? You know, because well, children, I'd say the child needs to obey their parent. You know, so if you're, if it is a six-year-old and the dad says don't eat peanuts or don't eat fish or whatever, and maybe he's like, I just know that my daughter loves peanuts and she's not even allergic, but I just, you know, don't... The six-year-old still needs to obey the father. Right. So it, it becomes a question of like, okay, at what point is that girl, perhaps even independently of anything going on with regard to marriage, what at what point is she now biblically to be considered a woman or an adult? Well, that's what I was going to ask. It was two different things. It was one... Do you see in scripture of there ever being a point in which age plays a part in it where it's like, what if it's two 40 year olds, their parents are still alive. 
but it's two 40-year-olds that want to get married. Does that change the situation? And another scenario would be what you were uh, already alluding to before, where the, the dad is just being unreasonable. What if, what if it's to the point where he's like, to the end of my days, I never want you to marry anyone because no one ever is ever going to be good enough for you. And he dies with that sentiment. It's like the whole time. And she, she ends up being, you know, 45 before he dies. No, if he's dead. I mean, she's no, I know at the point, yeah, at the point when he dies, yeah, like, like, what, statement? yeah. okay. But, yeah. but and I knew you were going to say that, but like, what if it's like, he's not dead till she's like 45. Does she really have to obey something like that? Well, the, to answer just the first one really quickly, cause I know David has a follow up to that. The, the first one about them both being 40, if he is 40, then he's probably, you know, a man. Um, but Again, it's like you got to have these conversations early on. Okay, uh, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. so here's my problem with like some of this is that okay, so okay, is a six year old you tell dad six? You said six. Okay, six, dad tells the six year old don't do this. Dad doesn't need to give a reason, but but if he if she now like she's nineteen and the dad's not giving her a reason, what do you expect to happen? Like without like my dad said okay, you can't marry this guy, but he won't give me a reason why. What do you ex- like? What does the dad expect to happen? Right. Like how? Like if you if this relationship is this important to you, you have to give a reason why. If she's nineteen years old, you don't need to do it when she's sixty years old. But if you're not, she's nineteen years old and you, the dad's still not giving a reason why, what do you expect the relationship I, to go? I also like, disagree kind of with that sentiment that like the father is obligated to give a reason. No, I'm not saying obligated, but I'm saying I think where do you expect to go? Like how how do you expect this to end? Like, if you're not, like, look, is not regardless of, so yeah, we all agree, even Travis agrees, yeah. that what the dad is that doing. That if all this is true, then, yeah, then he's, he's behaving in an ungodly yeah, way. Yeah, he is. The, the question is whether or not the daughter should submit. And I would say, uh, Sam, to your question about 40-year-olds, um, I, you do still find that. I think you, um, in Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, he's talking about mm. fathers and, and their daughters their, and, and him yeah, and mom. unmarried daughters. Right. My my issue though is if we accept dating, mm-hmm. then then there's. Do we no... want to define dating? Go ahead and finish your statement. But the, then the, I'd like well, to maybe... I I would just I'll define it. Like for me, I feel like dating is that you believe at some point in time someone has the freedom, aside from any headship, to decide who their spouse is. Decide. To decide. To to pursue someone or to to like... pursue them, uh, to buy them, whatever it is. <laughs> And you would say to have final say. You would include yes, that in your to rent. To rent lease with option of buying. <laughs> to, no. Do you have the final say? You, you don't have an authority over you saying uh, who you can see, how long you see them, how long you're married. Dude, this, here's the solution. Just kill the dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I, I how did we not see that earlier? Just <laughs> I got one quick thing. Uh, what you said earlier, you said like... Um, if, the daughter's not gonna to submit to the dad. Had like might not submit to the husband. I think the difference is this: is that the girl daughter did not make an oath to God and to the family that she will submit to the dad, but she is gonna make a, an oath to God and the family that she will submit to the husband and stay connected. Like she never made an oath. Oh, I an, I an agree. Oath to God I say, agree hey, with the principle dad, of that. This, but she is making an oath to God. But God in front did of family. put. Yeah. yeah, that father. Yes, but, but I agree with the principle of that. But I also like there are a lot more divorces than emancipations. Mm. So like a lot okay, more people actually wind up going back on their 
their yeah. spoken oath than they do the the you know relationship that they have with their parents. Well, what what about the situation in which the father would just never be okay with anyone, and he goes to his with grave? Anyone? Yeah, he's just like I don't want you to ever be well, married, and she ends up being old by the time he's dead. We're skipping another um, what I think would be a really crucial uh, step in this conversation, which would be involvement of the elders. You know, um, and it's like. I think that the elders need to be brought into this conversation with the dad and, and be like, uh, or, you know, can, not that they necessarily have to be, but if they uh, would be brought into the conversation with the dad, and he, whether the dad is a Christian or not, and be like, hey, you know, or just a, a phone call or an email. It's like, look, I hear that, you know, this is the situation, and, and would you be up for getting coffee sometime, and maybe we can talk about this. You know, your daughter's been a member of our church for, you know, however long, and, and you know, she, she's a great girl, and I also want to, you know, look out for her. And if there really is something that you see in this guy, then I'd like to, um, you know, also know about it so that I can be on your side. But I don't think that the father owes anyone any explanation. Just like if someone came up to me in my driveway and was like, hey, I want to buy your house. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sell it. And they're like, well, I think you need to give me some reasons why you don't want to sell it. I'd be like, dude, get off my property. But, you know? but again, like, will the dad... Where do you expect it to go? Like, if you don't give a reason, oh where, yeah, where I, I expect that if go? he's unreasonable and ungodly like that, that it'll just breed more and more yeah. sin, and that's unfortunate. Like, and I, I would not want that to happen. Which no, is I why agree with you. The dad does this. not have to give a reason why, but I think he should. Like, it yeah. does. It just doesn't make sense. I agree with both well, those statements. Go, going back to the scripture you were talking about, where it's like, even if it's an unreasonable, unchristian father, well, husband, right? Is what? Where, what I was talking about, right? That uh. You were saying you the were, wives need to wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, right? Even right, to but the you ungodly. were saying that in context of uh, an ungodly father. Yeah, like as I well. said, I was have I would have to extrapolate that principle, right? Right, which is not necessary. Which right, which is not a necessary inference. Okay, so well, I'm okay with people. Right, right. Well, that's where I was going with it. Is is if if it's a father who just would never be okay with any guy for his daughter. I, I would say it changes. Also, he's not a Christian. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because there's, there's no... Ooh, man, this could get us into the divorce category, right? Well, so, but... yeah, but... And and maybe where you're going... Well, just say it, because I don't want to... Well, like, he, he's not seeking any guidance from God, and I think that part of the Christian li like, life is that you're dying to the world, right? So you've kind of died to your fathers. And and that the people in your church are your fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. They and, would end up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the elders in your church would maybe have, a, have the casting vote with that. I'd be. I'd think that would be an interesting conversation to pursue if we wanted to. Well, I mean that that is a very interesting conversation. But again, that 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 has everything. Like things have to start changing for that setup. You can't do that with dating. You can't do what with dating. Um. So another thing, like like having the father forbid. No, 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 no. It's it's okay. So like there are Christians who are in a in part of a church who are their whole family is Christian. Then there are Christians who are pretty much the sole Christian of the family. Yeah. Okay. So they cannot then submit to their father or mother who are not in themselves Christians. They can't submit to. Their... In this instance, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be any sense in them submitting to their parents, right? It would be more in submitting to elders, who become their. Their fathers. The fathers yeah. and mothers, right? Well. Well, fuck. <laughs> well, are the elders actively? Uh, seeking or in involved in this person's life. Boy, I think they should be. They should which be. Which I think is something that 
a lot of churches they don't right don't do that yeah. and it's like man if you have a church of you know let's say you have uh a thousand regular attenders and then you have like you know four elders it's like dude the elders are supposed to be like dug down deep into the lives of these people so that they can give them godly counsel hey i know you want to take that job but think about what happened last year with your, you know, whatever it is. And they can act, they actually have contextualized information. And I, so I'm all for having a, I, I think most churches don't have enough elders. Yeah, no, and I, and I would uh, agree with you a lot. But as long as dating is, is, is the way you do things, then there's no, there's no room for them to be brought in there. There's no room for elders to be brought in? Yeah, like you, if, if the person well, wants the... So the, the, Maybe this is a disconnect. I don't think that giving someone the liberty to seek something like, okay, a, a mom sends a kid like she, she's going grocery shopping and she says, hey, go pick something out for yourself. And like, we'll, you know, I, I'll buy it for you when you get back to the register. And then the kid comes back with a gun and she's like, okay, look, I gave you this, the freedom to look around, How but that didn't that? mean that I was necessarily going to say yes to every, How to get that gun to from anything. The he stole it. <laughs> um, that you 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 understand there's wisdom you know i meant a toy or a pack of gum or whatever it is right. and i didn't mean a gun or a you know plasma screen tv so it's like just because i gave you the freedom to have a look around and to you know even you know use your own intuition of i like this better than this you know just because you tell a girl or a guy that they can use some of their own intuition and perspective when they're when they're trying to find a suitable um you know spouse it doesn't mean that the parent's going to say yes to every possible decision. No, no, I, I and I agree, but the, the the dating aspect of giving a person freedom, it's like if you have Christian parents that kind of qualify the kind of person you're supposed to seek, right? Which I think there are very general... And they need to be having conversations about that. Yeah. Young. Yes, like that can kind of work, but that isn't really dating, because there's a supervision, there's a supervision That's by the parent. dating? No, it, it really isn't. Like, so if I go on a date with Nicole. Yeah. Did you like, for instance, did your parents know that you went on a date with Nicole? Uh, they did not know before I first asked her out. Before you asked yeah. her out. And you didn't seek their permission. Can I ask her out and date her? Correct. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying is that 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 right there is more of the dating mindset where it's like I have a again, like before I even ask any girl out, a question that I really am going to ask myself is like, OK, is she going to jive well with my family? You know, is she stuck up and, you know, rich and snooty, whereas my family is like really, really blue collar and yeah. like not stuck up or not uh, wealthy? Yeah. Um, like, I'm going to have to ask myself those questions. And, and that's fine. But again, you don't have that authority to just sign off on it. It might be fine with you, but it's your parents. To ask a girl out on a date? Yeah. No, I'd say I do. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that that comes from the dating mindset. That doesn't come from anything. Well, also, like, I'm a man. I was a man before I started. Well, I was not a man before I started dating, which that was really stupid of me. I dated a girl in high school. But it's like, I dated a girl and, like, my parents drove me on a date. It's like, boy, here I am, like he man provider of the year. Like I'm, I'm certainly in a place to be, uh, you know, thinking toward marriage. But no, that wasn't the case. Uh, yeah. So okay. So what I, what I would say is like, yes, you're a man, but I would say even biblically that that does not then give you the authority 
to do what you're saying because even the man like his father i believe was expected and if maybe the 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 one to be married the son to be married would help provide but he's probably not going to have enough especially during it, it especially like what age it would have been but like a dowry you know like there was an arrangement between the families and then he's bringing the bride to his father's house so it's like the father still seems to have this has to have a say in this so I, I, that's that's what i would say like and asking you how is it that you were keeping in line with that okay to sum up what i'm saying i don't think that the bible describes manhood starting before marriage i think it starts at marriage Hmm. okay <laughs> um so you going and asking and this well, is just using you as an example but i'm this is why i would say the differences in dating and what you see in scripture is that i don't even think there would have been permission i don't think it would have been proper for you to, to even, date to even like yeah to yeah to date go on a date to go out on to strike out on your own and to strike out on your own and to strike out <laughs> on your own yeah uh so like to go on a date is think you would still need to ask permission from your parents yeah so i um which david is highly uncomfortable <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to talk about that i don't agree with the with the precondition and so you know i don't i don't follow to the the consequent but is what um, is, is what's driving your disagreement just what you like and don't like about the idea is no it... it's it's the sorts of things that I see being said about men and the sorts of things that I see being said about children in scripture. And, you know, granted some of that is like, uh, you know, what, what the Bible has to say about men, a lot of that has to do with what the Bible has to say about godly men. And so, well, you know, at, not all men are going to be godly. And apparently some of these husbands to whom wives are still expected, are still expected to submit, like they're not godly, but they're still men. So, but when does the Bible say that you're a man? I think that principles that we can derive from Scripture would be that uh, largely it has to do with provision. Um, when you like produce more than you consume, that that would be something. Um, with a an assumption of responsibility. Of. Uh, I mean, really, that's just a that's a different way of wording the first thing. Is that you've you've taken on a responsibility of productive labor in some sort in some sense? Okay. Okay. But even I mean, a child is given that bit by bit. Mm hmm. So so when is it like okay now it's no more bits it's it's completed your transformation is complete. What's that from? I don't know. I just that is a reference to something, right? It does sound like it. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but the rubric that I've used is like when you provide more than you consume so like for example um i i always with my students i give the example of my dad and he was he lived with his parents until he was 27 um but he was working the whole time and when he got married he put a cash down payment on a house right. you know because he worked from the time he was 17 to the time he was 27 and then he married my mom when he was 27 and she was 19 and uh you know they they moved into a house and he was working a like a super low paying job. He's working like the the cashier position at Napa Auto Parts and he was doing inventory and stuff for them and he was making not a lot of money. Yeah. Um and that is you know something that's persisted but he he set his mind to work. And I do think that work ethic has something to do with it. 
Right. Um, but so like when it says that a man shall leave his mother and father mm -hmm. to be joined. So his he's wife. already a man and now he's going to leave his mother and father and join his wife. I think man there isn't symbolic of anything. I think it's just saying a male. Nor does it prescribe how long he's been a man. I mean, it could be like, hey, I've assumed the full and total responsibility. Uh, I, in so I doing, now... you're saying? Like in the act of yeah, uh, I could... clinging to the wife? Well, no, it just no. says like, like if your argument is like, oh, he was a man and then he left, it also isn't like he's been a man for a year. It's like, no, hey, I, 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 now to... I now produce more than I take. Right. I'm a man. So now's my time to step out. But, uh, like, but you're leaving out the part currently. That, I think you're leaving out the part that says leaves. Sorry. For this reason, shall a, a man leave his mother and wife? If so, if you're not married... Okay, so he's a man, and he... Apparently he's a man before he leaves, is what you're saying. No, not even saying that. Because, again, I don't think that man there is anything symbolic of, like, he's reached a certain age. I'm just saying he doesn't leave his mother and father until he is to cling to his wife. So if he doesn't have a wife... I think you can argue that he's still under the headship of his parents. Okay, argue for it. That's what it says. <laughs> it, that, that, there's no, there's no. Hey, you can leave. Other than that, it says, and you see that biblically, like you see a lot, like when I mean. Well, that's it's also not a permission statement. It's like this is a reason that a man will do this, you know. Right, but culturally, you see that as being accepted as the norm. Mm -hmm. Like you don't see, and that's why, like you bring your wife to your father's house. You're still going back to those roots. That's what I'm saying. Is like culturally, it's so different from now that if you really want to understand, I don't think like like what's going on biblically, I think you have to put yourself in there first before you start drawing it out and starting to apply it to, to how we are now. Because honestly... Well, I, think, I think part of it is that I have inserted myself, and I mean, I agreed to these rules, or I, I agreed to myself that I would, I would, you know, live by this standard before I even had met Nicole. So it's like if her dad had said, sorry, kid, you know, you don't make enough money, uh, I would have been, like, really heartbroken... And I probably would have tried to have that conversation with him a couple times more. But if he kept saying no, I mean, I would have submitted. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to find myself married to a woman who will uh, just, you know, when she deems something unreasonable, she's like, well, I'm not going to submit to that. Now, why would you have pursued that conversation several more times? Um, would you, well, I guess two questions. Would you have stopped dating Nicole. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would have stopped dating in the interim, and I would have uh, tried to have that conversation a couple more times to see if he would give a reason. Again, not that he's obligated to do so, right. but you know, I would, I would see. Hey, is there something? You know, even even if your answer would just forever be no, is there something about me that you see that needs to be worked on? You know, and again, I probably wouldn't take it that seriously because of the the worldview that I'm hearing this from, but it would give me a lens into what his reasoning might be. And if it's something like, look, I think you need whatever, your master's degree or a six-figure income or whatever, uh, I'd be like, hey, I, I really like her. Maybe I need to go get my master's degree or maybe I need to get that six-figure income because to me it'll be worth it. And it might be like that dowry. Now, you know? what if uh, in that first asking it was, no, I will never give my blessing. Don't ask me again. Will you have pursued that conversation a second time? If he specifically said, don't ask again, would like, I ask like, 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 I, like, I, I probably gave, wouldn't. Maybe not those specific words, but just like, no, 
uh, I don't like you, well, or no, like, like a very finite thing, like, not, like, if, you know, I think a no is kind of, like, open-ended, like, hey, can I find out more, can I do something, but if it yeah. was, like, if, if it was closed book, yeah. yeah, no, I don't like you, well, no, you will never be enough, no, Part of this whatever. goes back to, actually, the very first episode of the podcast, when we talked about, like, our, some of our I love you conversations and experiences, and it's, like, uh, I fall hard fast and uh i would have been wrecked because man i i went on nicole and i went on our first date um like the day after thanksgiving and then by december i think it was like december 7th i just remember thinking oh crap like i love this girl and this went way faster way deeper than i thought and you know i had known her for longer than that it's not like that was my first experience ever but having only dated her for a couple months and then having that conversation, I would have been spared a, a lot. Huh? Your first date was the day after Thanksgiving? No, I'm sorry. Be- before the conversation that I had with her dad. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, yeah. that's like a two-week time having, frame, having only... It was actually less than that. Yeah. It was a late Thanksgiving that year. But uh, <laughs> having only two months between that dawning and uh, and then the conversation with the dad would have saved me a lot of grief as as opposed to if I had had that conversation three years into our dating or five or eight years or whatever into our dating. Right. I'm I'm really confused. It's just quick thing. Just say yes or no. You're saying that a man no does confidence. not become a man until he gets married. You just say I, yes or no. I can't say yes or no because you're, you're making it like that question is simple. It's not. So I can't okay. give you a simple answer. But this is what I'll say. And I've, I've said this from the beginning. If you're going to try to approach it biblically, you're not going to find answers for dating. And so if you're already going to date, to me, I don't see the point in even caring whether the father gives permission or not. If you're going to go through what scripture says, it's not dating, and it's a lot more of the parents having an authority. And I think at that point, then you do care because the permission is actually... uh, what am I trying to say? It's, it's more substantial. You know, it's actually a thing. It's not some traditional like, yeah, okay. No, Boy. it's like, I have authority over my daughter. That's why you're coming to me because then you recognize that authority. If you don't recognize the authority, if you think dating is the way to go, uh, is, is that a question? Oh, yeah. Has, that, was he, he, was on Jesus him. a man? Uh, biologically. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, like? No, I got you. What, like, was was Jesus was he... a man? Like, would would the script not just oh he's a male, but would would the by an let's say even an Old Testament scriptural lens and even an Old, Old Testament, Testament cultural lens, would they have viewed Jesus as a child or as a man? Um, and if like whichever one it is, why? I think it's and I'm I'm not trying to be like snotty, but, no, 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 like, but that's I really a good am question. curious as to how yeah. you answer that. I think that uh, I, I don't think it would become so like a child if you call someone a child in our language in a context, and he's not of a certain age or she, that's kind of an insult. But mm-hmm. but I, what I'm trying to go for is headship. Okay, so does he have authority, headship? dominion? Right. Um, I I would say does that Jesus have dominion. Yeah. <laughs> I would say let's let's not use Jesus just because he is God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just really weird. Uh, let's just say John, John the oh, Baptist. Baptista. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it would have been strange for someone of his age not to have been married. 
the, the vast John the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. Which he so was not. He was not. So I you think know. And he was also a prophet and prophets were weird. Right. But anybody <laughs> anybody who's not married, I think they become a category. And it's and it's it's not so much of uh is this person mature or immature? Are they providing for themselves or not providing themselves? Is it that they have gone to do the natural thing of getting married? And if not, why? Fulfill the creation mandate. Well, it's not just that. It's like, are they a eunuch for the kingdom? And mm. that's what they would be looked at as a eunuch for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, In which case, they're not asking questions about dating. Right. Well, no, it was asking questions. But that's why I'm not trying to give you just a long answer or whatever. But it's like, I'm on the fence. And it's like, that's why I'm saying I can have two different conversations. If I'm going dating wise, then I ask out of tradition's sake and out of pragmatic sense, because I want a good relationship with my father-in-law or else that's going to create a, a, could be a lot of stress into my marriage. I don't want that. I want to have. But you still think this guy should propose? He has the freedom to propose. Okay. And there is. But a, wait, should? Should he? Now he's saying he has the freedom, but yeah. he's saying, should he? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think he's been working towards it. I think for three years he, they've been yeah together. So he's showing dedication. He's he's showing perseverance. It's like I think he's showing the characters, the character, the characteristics of a man that'll that'll be faithful. And I don't think that you know the daughter, like the person he's looking at to marry. I don't know if he should have anything worried for because she's disobeying a parent, right? Because the mother is okay with it, um, but. You have to be honest, like as soon as they get married, the relationship between the in-laws, it's going to be rough. Can Do you, sorry, go for it. Um, sorry, sorry. You're saying that uh, pe people should ask the parents, like if I want to take this girl out on a date, I should ask the parents? This is training? Florida. Wow. They should ask the parents. I think if you're going to go with how the Bible describes things and you're saying what the Bible's describing is not purely cultural. And it is there are principles there that it must be followed. Must be followed. Yeah. Then it's going to look way different than the way we date. That's still not asking the question. Yeah, I would ask for permission. Ew. It's like asking, "Hey, mom, dad, can I go hang out with a friend?" That is also <laughs> yeah. something. You Wait, would you? Would you ask permission? I've never asked permission from whole parents. I take. Well, like for for marrying though, would you? Yeah, I would. I want. I want the. Um, I would ask blessing. Blessing. Yeah. But if he says no, then I'm like, okay. Same thing with my parents. If my Gonna parents said, my parents girl. said no, I'm like, okay, well, it really sucks, but I'm going to marry her anyways. But my parents wouldn't say no. Unless she was not Christian. Hmm. And why would I date not a uh, non-Christian? Yeah. That's a good why question. would you? Why would any idiot moron <laughs> ever date you know. outside their faith? Yeah. Miguel, you had a question? Um, I was going to say, what do you think, um, and we can be specific about uh, Tim John Doe here, yeah. Um, what about uh, encouraging him to not propose yet and to persevering more time to seeing if the father comes around and saying, like, because let's be frank, like, he's a young guy, she's still a teenager, um, you know, and saying, like, and, and I'm not necessarily saying, like, I advocate, like, she's a teenager, she's a child, she can't get married. Um, but I do think there's value and wisdom in saying, hey, you know, uh, she's still a teenager. Her father is opposed to it. Um, I think most fathers would be opposed to their teenage daughter getting married, regardless of the fact that she's 19 and almost 20. You know, I think, uh, what about uh, advising, like, hey, wait. Wait for her to finish college. Wait for you to 
climb up the ladder. See, she's 19, so she has maybe two, yeah. three more years of college. Let's see what two, three more years and of even, career life does for you. Even to issue to it as like a challenge, like, hey, you know, I, I want to see you be a man of initiative, a man who makes something out of himself, a man who, who shows that, you know, he he's a worker. Well, I'm not saying this, that, that like, the father should say this. I'm saying, what if, what about what if he just took us it that way? advocating for him to take oh, that approach okay. and seeing what becomes of that? Gotcha. And saying, hey, maybe dad just doesn't want to talk to you about this now because he thinks y'all are kids or foolhardy or foolish. Mm. Give her th- two, three years. Of, and I know what you're going to say. So because can, you're, gonna, you're saying continue dating for two or three more years. Yeah. Okay. I, or or well, even, you know, yeah, no. That's I'd, dangerous, No, I'd, I'd continue dating for two, three years. Especially, but, like, if you already have your mind up, made up that yeah. even if we date another three years and the dad still says no, I'm going to marry her. You might as well just marry her yeah. now, yeah, right? But if it's really going to make a difference, that's risky. I, because what if you're three years deeper? Now you've married, you've married, you've dated this girl for six years, and then the dad's like, "Sorry, kid." Man, so is it dangerous? Absolutely, I agree. With you. <laughs> um, but love but is dangerous. This sounds like a terrible sentence. No, but <laughs> but at the same time, like, is it? Risky? I I put a very different stock in like. Yeah, you're right. Like, you dated for six years, but it's like three of those years were high school. Like, and I'm not like, I'm not down, I'm not downplaying that. Like, yeah, they could still make dumb decisions that could impact the rest of their lives. Yeah, there's still danger in that. Yeah, there's still temptation in that. But it's also like you, three years of that was not adult dating. Yeah. That was, that was. Which is 19, so maybe only two years. Okay, two years. But Um, are you saying at the end, if he still says no, no, Still what, go through with it? No, I'm not. I'm not making any judgment upon that. But what I'm saying is, do you all think there's that? Like, like I'll be honest. Like, uh, Amanda no. and I dated from eighteen to twenty-two, and like I was very much on board of like, well, I want to graduate college. I want to have my job and career. Um, and I had a very wise guy speak into my life and said, uh, you know, nice hey, guy. if uh, yeah. Um, you know, hey, uh, what's the difference between now and then? Like, like if you don't get a good job, would you just break up with her and call it quits and stuff like that? And like, you know, I, there was wisdom in there. Um, but at the same time, like, as an adult, I also look at this specific situation going, he's 21, he's at the start of his career, she's mm-hmm. 19, and, like, not even... She doesn't even know what career she wants. Like, does she have a major? Yeah, science. Is, is it is it decided? Uh, health, yeah, health science. Maybe. Okay, great. That might change in a couple it's gonna of years. Be a health so whatever. Um, That's true. <laughs> you know, like not to be a dick about it, or I'm sorry, jerk about it. Um, but uh, but like, great. Like, how many people don't change their major in college and make drastic life decisions at 19, 20, 21? Right. You know. So what I'm saying is, like, is there value in her, in him, maybe saying, hey, let me give two, three more years of life see what happens to me then in terms of developing my career, see what happens to her in terms of developing her future, becoming an adult, and uh, seeing even where the relationship takes us. Eric, you look like you did not. I I get it, but like, man, I was at that stage where I was like, I was 18, but like dated a girl through high school, three and a half years in, I was deep, I was in love, the job I had was paying for a wedding ring, Uh, it did, just not for her, um oops oh wait was that a spoiler yeah because i can't became an adult and i learned things and i was like yeah this yeah. isn't this isn't right you know well, i think wait, one quick thing. i think yeah. to he 
is not willing to wait is because like he had me and him like we have the same mindset okay is this it's like we don't see a point of a long engagement we don't see the point of long dating like i don't see the point of it i don't see Preach. i don't yeah. see the point of dating for three years like no. just get married anyways yeah i, com like, I completely i completely married, agree for an established but, adult but but this is also the thing he said this is what he said he said like i'm gonna like well, i'm gonna get married um his mom even said like do you guys want to wait because you're young he said like i'm gonna like i know i'm gonna marry her so why not we just get married like why was the reason i'm dating another three years like when we date when we marry we can still go on dates but he's like i'm trying like my goal of dating is to get married my point of dating is not it's like if i'm not gonna marry her i'm just dating her for a heartbreak like mm -hmm. why why would i do that to so myself but instead, he, his mindset, and I agree, I have the same mindset. So if I ever date a girl, I guarantee you I'm not dating her for more than two years. <laughs> and I'm definitely not getting engaged, being engaged for more than a year. We gotta write this down. Like, I'm not. Like, I, it's just, I think it's so ridiculous. Like, I, like a lot of my friends, who's, she's engaged for like five years. I'm like, yes. what the heck? Well, like, why? Just, just go ahead and move okay. in. And well, also, like, if you're but not also, a Christian, just don't get married. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> why would you want to get married? If well, you're not a Christian, well, yeah. just you know, it's just, you're just making paperwork. If you want to break up later, that's on. true. I, uh, I believe I, that. I would just. I would. I mean, would you advocate for a civil union? Eh. Okay. Yeah, I disagree with you then. I I'm all about like yeah, don't get married, but I'd be like yeah, get the civil union, get the taxes. Oh, like okay, get the tax break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like okay. So my so my question to you, David. Um, what did you want to be at the age of eighteen? I had no a idea, football player, I was like a missionary kid. A king. I, I, I didn't know nothing about the United man. States. Well, well, like, but but that's the football question. Football like, king in space. Uh, like, like, let's action. look at things, like a little more objectively. Like, at eighteen, I wanted to do cancer research. I lived life. I experienced life in a lab, and I said, "My goodness, wedding all day, photographer." Like, yeah, like all day, not interacting with anybody, mm. and I am an extrovert. Like, this sounds probably like one of Dante's circles. Um. <laughs> So I changed at 18, and no, actually, that was at 20. Um, so, like, I, and scientifically, like, the, the brain isn't done developing until you're 25. Um, if you're male, it's probably, like, 30. Um, so, like, like, as much as our culture is, like, 18, you're an adult, or 21, you're now a legal adult. You know, it's like, yeah, I get it, but that's still like the ripe beginning of your adult life um and i think there's a value in fleshing that out more versus being like yeah i i committed to something when i was a child um i've now uh been stamped adult and i'm going to really nail in that commitment and i would then ask the question um you know oh let's just get married what would be the purpose of marriage uh, well like no, no no like that i like that's a legitimate question like like what would you say is the purpose of these two people to get married why uh, should they get married well all right so just seeing like all right so kind of going back it's like they, okay they're young i get that the mom and mom the mom has had conversations with them like because they're young um but it is but not everyone is like this, but I think with these two people specifically, they have had the mindset of getting married. I, I'm telling you, this guy 
it's literally like at such a young age and you don't see this in a lot of young people but man like i i mean i'm always a sucker for these type of people but his work ethic is like he he's wanting to get married he's working as much as he can to propel himself to get married like he's his budgeting is great he's already bought the ring he's he's set money aside for all of this he's ready to get married. at a young age but that does like even though he's young that doesn't mean He's making. He's not gonna make wise decisions. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. And for her, she she, she told two sisters have never had a job. They don't have a job. They're older than her. They don't have a job because her dad pays for everything. But she was willingly to go get a job at a fast food restaurant to so that she can get ready for marriage so they can get several money together. Learn like how it to is make chicken nuggets. Like what? A, like that? That is such she a can what cook. a. What a mindset that keep is. Keep her around. Because <laughs> those, those two are a lot wiser than a lot of adults who are all getting married. Because yeah. they're, they're preparing. So and I think the reason I want these two to get married is one, because I don't think um, it's just the growth they can have. I just want to see, like, I know these two would be great together. And that, that being married, what, what he told me, and I bet you guys can say this, he says, like, he said, okay, so... Me, him dating this girl, he said, like, it was a great love. I loved her. But then he, him proposing tomorrow, he says, like, me knowing that I'm going to propose to her is a different type of love for her. Like, I just can see it. Like, I just feel the total different love because I know now that she's 100% mine. Then she said, then he said, like, I can't even imagine me getting married to her. What kind of... What kind 110%. Of, so, what kind of... <laughs> there's a whole new scenery, Reserve a whole new activated. perspective of how I'm going to see her. <laughs> No, and I, look, I, I get like it. It's... I, I get, and, and look, but the, like that's all valid, and I think that's for like a lot of couples, and maybe there are couples that aren't like that, where the work ethic and everything. Um, it's just, if we're going to talk about this and like give advice, right, um, I, I don't think it really matters whether the guy, this is going to be controversial, but it, it doesn't mean that it's, it's ideal, but I don't think it matters... Like we're we're putting like this list and if, like does this guy and this girl meet all these check like are these boxes all checked and it's like that doesn't matter, you know because that's just subjective. Like we're putting our own standard into it and seeing if like our way of going about it if they meet our way of going about it and that's what I don't care to do. They're going about it their own way. Yeah, which I agree. Right, like yeah. At pragmatic level, there's no point in in extending this three more years because that is going to add to sexual temptation, and that's just probably going to add more stress because so the father's going to. So they should get married just to escape sexual temptation. There is no, a reason for yeah. that. Part of a but it's not. It's not. It's not just that. But anything you're going to see from the from the man three years from now, I think you already see. You already see the roots there for the trajectory. I, for yeah. It. So yeah. it's like it doesn't really. I, I'm not well, seeing any red flags in your way of thinking i don't see any red flags for miguel i don't see any red flags for travis except for the fact that the father said no that's the only red flag that i'm, that I'm seeing here and there is a an orange or yellow flag of well they're young but that doesn't mean that well i'm i'm all for getting married young there, okay. there's something that vody bacham said that it just really stuck with me he said you know people uh he met his wife when they were like first year in college and then they dated during the second year of college and then they're like, let's just get married. And people are like, oh, you need to finish college first. And he's like, why? Like, if I'm I'm going to be broke and like, you know, not miserable, but like I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, having to work hard and all that. Would my life be better off if she was not in it for the next two years? And if she was not like my, 
my helper and like I get to help her and then we get to you know we we get to I mean part of it is like sex is great man <laughs> like it's it's uh but well, also well, especially when you have a Taurus oh yeah <laughs> and a Scorpio yeah. oh yeah oh man dude my my students have been getting really they've been talking so much about the zodiac anyway all that um i felt that sigh eric i felt that i was just like, i know it's uh. it's really disheartening but anyway um so like he was thinking my life for the next two years is going to be better if she's my wife than if i'm just having to like drive home every night like sad that that we're not you know together in that in that ultimate sense yet so they just got married and like they had a kid inside of a year of getting married and so he's like now we're broke and we're in college and he was he was going to college on a football scholarship so he was not allowed to work because if he worked he would lose his scholarship and huh. he's like they and the the scholarship for for room and board and food he's like i could eat that much that many dollars worth of food by myself and not have a house and not have to you know feed a kid and a wife and so he's like i wound up losing weight you know because of that but uh yeah he was he just went on about how now that we're older and more established when we look back on those first couple years broke in college like you know eating ramen after ramen after he said we look back on those as like the good old days you know where we were all we had was each other and um i'm like in a sense it's it's not just like the the tolstoy type of beautiful picture of this this young couple like I, i think that you really do learn to rely on god in ways uh that <laughs> sorry you said tolstoy and for whatever reason i went dostoevsky and i was like there are no happy endings i was like what dostoevsky novel have you read because no <sighs> sorry tolstoy got anyway it. keep going eh, tolstoy's got some tragedies too but uh like anna karenina type of stuff but anyway um you learn a lot about each other when the chips are down that you might not wind up learning if like you're always living in this you know wealthy well-established home uh and also you learn to rely on god in specific ways that you'll be able to look back on later in your life and see you'll be able to say remember how god provided for us junior year in college remember how he provided for us when we got pregnant with our first remember how he provided for and just to always have those stories to call your mind back to so i'm all that to say i'm in favor of getting married early also i think with the same mindset, like me and him have the same mindset, and that comes with the same mindset for me is that because all my siblings have gotten married young. Joy, who's 18, is getting married next year, and I should be married at 19. Uh, so all my siblings Faith have gotten married at 19. Yeah. Right? So, so here's my, like, my problem, like, with this, me and him have, we've been good friends for a long time. We, t- we both have one, really wanted to get married very young. The reason is. Each other? Each other. <laughs> um, is that There's a contract. They get there to is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we both have said like, well, here's 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 my here's this how we both thought of it. Was this, I want to be there married young, so I want to be there with all of our struggles. When we get if I get married young, I'm going we're going to have so much like things to figure out, and I want to be have a partner to to help me deal with it. I want to be there beside her to deal with it. Like that is that is such a great thing about. Which is though, like, the such a great thing about having someone marrying is that you are not alone in this. You always have a partner there who, who's got your back. And he said, like, and like, if you, if a guy or a woman is willing to get divorced because things are tough, then they are not ready for marriage. Like, why would I ever want to date? Like, 
he said like he and he's made sure like he's not asking coaches because mm-hmm. with dad saying no he's asking because he knows that she is ready to, to that they will both know they're going to struggle through this but they know that they're going to have each other's back he said like that is what i want in my wife like i'm not gonna like i don't want to date someone that's a perfect relationship there's no such thing he said and we both want this like he said like we don't want to date someone or get married to someone when it's super easy like how do we how do we go from that like he said like we want to struggle we want people to say we can't do this but guess what that just grows our relationship stronger and that we i know if things are tough that's going to show me that she has my back and that i have hers like we're going to get this through together i don't want it to go easy i don't want it to be tough it's like like and I agree. I told him like it's gonna be tough for you guys, and he said that's fine. Like, I love her, and we're gonna get this through together. And I think that's like that's that just shows me like they're ready for marriage. That just like even though all the struggles they're gonna go through, all the things they know what people are gonna say to them, they're like screw those guys. Like, see, uh, and and I'll I'll be honest. Uh, everything you just said, I would be like yeah, one hundred percent at like mid twenties. Uh, late early twenties. Why? Like, why you put um, on that asterisk? What's uh, the point of doing that? Because he's um, older now. Yeah, well, that and, and I. I agree. Like at, I, I do not have that. I think there's also a foolhardiness <laughs> of youth. Like again, I was the 16 year old who was working uh, close to 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Hey, you want to hang?" I'm like, "Nope, saving my money for a wedding ring. Nope, saving my money for a wedding ring. Nope, saving my money for a wedding ring for that girl. For that girl." I can do it. We're going to do it. We're going to make it through it. And I got older and I got wiser. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that this is point blank across the board blanket statement. Like there are obviously outliers. Um, but I think, uh, you know, becoming an adult is a really good way of knowing when you're ready for that. And I mean, I agree. Uh, adults, adulthood is a kind of a general vague concept that's changed through society. You know, many years ago, it was like, you're 12? Congratulations, son. You're a man. Get out there and earn some money. You know, nowadays it's like... And out there was the farm that was inherited. Yeah, the field. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was 13, and it was like, you're not doing the you're not doing the kid chores anymore. Yeah. You're not going to get away with milking the cows and collecting the egg. No, you're like, you're going to be pushing a plow. Right. And you're going to be harvesting, and you're doing the big boy jobs. Now, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they were, like, marriageable at 13, but... Well, for the girls... <laughs> Mm-hmm. The girls were marriageable at thirteen, unfortunately, and it was a, the, it was different. Thing, though, the idea but. is the boys by sixteen, seventeen. You know, a lot of them were. But but I wanted to continue what I was saying with, um, you know, in terms of kind of what you were saying, Travis and David, of like, yeah, marry young, you know, like suffer through life together and stuff. Like, I approached it from a very different perspective. Um, that, yeah, like, I had that wisdom poured into me, like, hey, man, like, if you were just, like, dead broke, you know, would you be, like, hey, I'm broke, sorry, we can't get married, uh, or we got, or we have to break up, and, and that's, you know, I, I was a very different mindset, but I... You had a friend tell you this? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I also was at the stage where I was like, no, but I wouldn't ask someone, nor would I expect someone to yoke themselves to me. Yeah. And I'm willing to forego, um marriage i'm willing to go forego like the sexual pleasures or Mm -hmm. the physical pleasures of sex Mm -hmm. uh and you know the emotional pleasures of you know that the intimacy Intimacy, and the comfort of coming home to a spouse oh yeah i'm willing to 
that's in my opinion that's the best thing is coming home to a not empty house where i have someone that is there for me emotionally you know um that that's a big what you just said is a big part of it too is like when you ask a woman to marry you you're asking her to yoke herself to you and it's like have you built the type of life that you think it's reasonable to expect uh, a woman to and to yoke themselves and was, I, to me that doesn't mean that you have to be you know 27 and have a you know whatever however much uh of of an income but i think it does have to do with a trajectory and with you know demonstrable attributes and right. it's like you know you're 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 saying to this girl i'm gonna handcuff myself to you and then we're gonna throw away the key and Whatever happens, neither of us are ever going anywhere. And and that's that's where I was in my early 20s before getting engaged. It was, look, I love you. You love me. We want to get married. I get that. But the sacrifices I'm willing to make, I'm not asking of you. You yes. are still under yeah. your parents' domain. Like, hell or high water, you have your parents to go back to. And I will cinch this belt tighter cut the end off and eat it as leather and that's my sustenance for the day and i would never ask that of you Hmm. and i would never ask you to stay home and spend empty nights while i pick up a second and third job to provide Hmm. Hmm. i am at the position in life right now where i'm able to do that and that's a freedom that i need to set us up for the future and so like that was my reason and that's that is my reasoning on like Hey, like, grind it now when you're young and grind it hard, you know? Get grinder. You know? So Suck. that, and you know, like, prepare yourself. And, like, and in that, like, man, like, there's a way of loving your future spouse in that. And saying, like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Like, they're willing to sacrifice together and starve together and, like, kudos and huzzah and, like, bring a kid into this. And they're willing to, like, starve and, like, lose weight and, and like, feed. Like, that's great. But at the same time... I'm also an advocate of like, hey, you know, like you're still young, grind it, you know, like continue fighting for it, build that relationship, work on yourself. And again, it's not point blank. Like this isn't like my thing is should be for everybody or what David's saying should happen is for everybody. But like, I think it is also like, oh, just get married young. Like, no, because like, I think there's like, I, I get it. This but, also speaks a lot to like what we as Americans think is enough. And it's like, if, if we, where we think we need to be in order for that to be reasonable. And that's going to differ from person to person. And I, I think, you know, especially if your conscience, um, you know, kind of forbids you from doing that, I wouldn't say you need to rush in headlong anyway. And God's built you with that temperament. But man, we think that, we think you have to have two cars and you have to have you know, the, this many square footage, this much square footage of a house, and you have to have this, or else you haven't really established yourselves yet. And then you have, you know, people in other countries where it's like, well, you know, uh, we we only have the one ox, but we have nine kids. And it's like, they they make it but, work. But I think, it's, I think it's also what you're expecting in and out of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so know? that's like you just have those conversations early in the in the dating yeah. thing of like, what are you expecting out of marriage? And and I, because like, you know, there's some, like, I knew we wanted a home. I knew we wanted kids. I knew that we wanted to be done with kids before 30, you know? And, you know, while doable in poverty, mm. also much more difficult in poverty. 
yeah. you know, and I feel like the foundation that I went out and laid out is solid, mm-hmm. you know, versus others that, you know, they get married young and then they're like, hey, uh, I can't afford the car seat for the kid that I'm about to have, uh, like, in the one vehicle that it's about to, like, get scrapped, you know, it's like, like, you know. Like, well, here's, here's all the things I was going to say that, it's like, I'm, I'm not saying this for everybody, but I, like, again, me and him had, had the same mindset, like, why get... Why are you even like considering marriage if you're not even if you're not ready for it? Like at, when he started dating this girl, Why are you dating? If yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he started dating this girl knowing. Well, that's like, because started... you don't believe in dating, uh, as a as a teenager, which I yeah. I'm I'm wiser and about, but he's but, of the opposite right. mindset. So, I'm thinking, so, so he would like, say he as a teenager, dating, date. He started dating her like like he was his goal wasn't to go buy a new car. Like his his goal was like I'm gonna marry this girl. Well, my my goal is to buy a wedding ring and so saving money so we can live together. And for three years, he's had that mindset of like I'm going to like my mind my mindset right now is that he, like we both I have the same mindset too. Like I'm not I am not gonna date a girl if I am not ready to get married. Like I'm not going like it's that's why right now I've been. What I, is, I personally what is the for benchmark me, for readiness? Well, okay, well, that's for that's for different people. For me personally, yeah, I have set me. money aside for a wedding ring, and like I have set up money aside to buy the engagement ring and the wedding ring. Money's just my, a so. social construct, man. Right. Well, I, it's, I have you, I set money aside for that. I also have money aside for my savings, so if like for us to move out and get my own place, I have money aside for that. I have money aside for. I also apartment, have, house. I have um, an apartment right now. Okay, right. Then, but again, that's building. Then I also have money aside for like, okay, if, for God forbid, not for what, please. Mm-hmm. If this that's always plastic. happens to me. This always happens to me. Cardboard. But I always have money aside. <laughs> it's wood right there. I cannot. I can't. You're I, sitting in a chair. That's wood. I can't. You just said, okay, no, now you can please, wish it. Now that you've knocked on Please, please, please. I have to buy another freaking car. Like, that is, like, the biggest fear I have right now, actually. Is that, so I have money aside for that. Just in case, okay, if I'm going to give it for me, I'm going to have enough money to buy a new car. Then, like, okay, well, we get married, and we have a honeymoon, baby. Getting ready for that. Okay, but you, so, but again, that's everyone's difference, like, yeah, being, but that, of thinking of, like, how, what you're ready for marriage. Right, but how, so I just don't think that's going to help your friend. Because I think that's one of the things that I learned when I was asking a lot of people. I mean, are we here to talk about helping my friend? I, so it's like he is doing. Like he's literally doing exactly what I. Said. I think that you want to help your friend, don't you? Yeah, I, I'm support him. Like, like I'm saying, like, dude, ask him. You're ready. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like that. If you want, like, so here's just okay. So what I'm saying is this: that everybody's gonna have an opinion, right? And everybody's gonna have their romantic ideals. That's what I just heard from the three of you. It's romantic ideal. I'm saving up for a wedding ring. Which I could just say, it's like, it's not a romantic ideal. That's, it is. No, it's not. It absolutely that's, that's, is. Like, that's a small way of doing things. No, like, because why not save are, are up you... for, for diapers? So you're going to have children. Why not save up for a car payment? Why not save up for a car? Something that's more than just a piece of jewelry. Yeah, why you're, not just... you're okay, putting then you think, then you think you, that's just a thing of metal to drive. Like, it's the same absolutely, thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I agree. No... I agree with you. That's why I'm saying these are all romantic ideals and they're they're informed by the culture that you're in. I don't so, think it's romantic ideals, no. It, it is. I think, I think like, what it I'm is, is you're the, the putting... I'm going to be the knight in shining arm, like, grind it out, and I'm going to build a foundation, I'm going to do this that. No, I don't. it's like, that's all great. Okay, you might, this, this might get some of you guys upset, and people, I don't think that's romantic ideals. I think that's being a man. 
Okay, which, I think that's Pod being an adult. <laughs> this is where we that's want to go. I think that's Pod of being an adult, a grown right. adult right. man. Right, right. I that's what you got to do. No, and I get it. But but so everybody's got an opinion. What I all I'm interested in with the bringing up of the story of your friend is is he a Christian? Yes. And so that is to me what his his, his guiding principles got to be. It's got to be from God. It's got to be God given. You know, you can he can save up for a wedding ring. He can save up for a nice wedding. He can save up for a car, whatever it is. Okay, fine. But why are you saying he's ready for marriage? Is there any reason for any of us to say ready for marriage? Or is it all just completely like, hey, uh, I have my opinion. And even though I'm not intending to do this, all I'm being at the end of the day is someone who's trying to control someone else's life. To kind of conform it to the way that I want to live my Who's life. Who's the other person? The the woman? No, us. Oh us. yeah, you're saying if we're putting, if we're saying that this stuff is a law, right? Everyone has to. And it. and yeah. it's just like I think what really matters is is laws here, and I think that there is wisdom to be gained from from guys who are already married, from guys who have children, from guys who have been married, maybe their spouses died, like all this stuff. There is wisdom to be gained, but at some point you've got to understand when is it just my life my story that God wrote for me and when it is something that is actually going to be for everybody. You know what I mean? Because I, when I was your age, I was asking almost every married couple, how did it happen? What did you do? And I found out that it's always different. Yep. It could be something really ridiculous or something really plain. And they always give you the same freaking line. I just knew. Like, how did you know she was the one? I just knew. How did you know he was? I just knew. And it's like, okay. So oh, I've some never point, given you that. I know you, you haven't. I've but never like, even been asked the question. This is like that meme. <laughs> you guys, you know, I've no, never even uh, asked yeah. that question by yeah. Eric. Yeah, that's... I, I, I you guys are getting asked questions. Funny. I just knew. I know what meme you're talking about. And, yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've seen... Jerk. I've, <laughs> I've had friends who... At the, at the moment right now, we're happily married, which is great. Apparently, and friend. It's, you're, you're not, not happily, happily married? <laughs> Jinx. No, no, I'm talking I'm about before. David's chair. Yeah. Uh, but, no, you are. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, I've had people who are happily married right now. They have children. And I've seen people whose, whose spouse has cheated on them. And there was, like, no indication of that happening, uh, like, from the outside. I've had people who are engaged and, and in ca catastrophe. And it's just like that, all that kind of stuff, like there are going to be really good days and there could be really dark days because of marriage, because you've bound yourself to someone and they could really, really mess you up or they can really, really build you up. You know, it's, it's, it's either or you're dealing with another corrupt human being. Okay. And I think what's important isn't so much of like trying to write out what their life's supposed to be based off of cultural principles based off of personal principles i think what's going to help them survive is like how god has designed marriage how god has designed you and working with that that's what i think is just important here so for me for the guy he has the freedom by his own philosophy to get married do it like like just do it already like you know if the woman's comfortable with this guy and the guy's comfortable with this woman just do it already and every other crappy thing that's going to happen you do it together and everything good that's going to happen you're going to do it together also you know something crazy too <laughs> what his parents said that he they, they, they want they won't come to the wedding if the uh, dad is uncomfortable with black people there Whoa. Yeah, he said like we're willing to like. Well, if that's the reason. Yeah, if, if that's well, the reason. Also, he also said like, "Is it because I'm black?" And he changed the subject a little fast. 
So he didn't answer. No, he did not. Again, I would have led with that. <laughs> oh. It's like, we're two hours in, it's like, just so you know, here's... Yeah, yeah. but yeah. And Turns so, out he was racist yeah. all along. So his dad... Start uh, over. So his, Start over. The, guy's, the guy's parents said, like, we want you to be happy, but, like, if it's going to cause us for not the wedding to go, you won't go to the wedding. Right. One thing. Yeah. Yeah, yo. Yeah, but I was, just, like, I was like, dude, just... So if he's willing to, yeah, like, to again, marry into that, then, then go yeah, for but it. But, like, dude, tell your parents to go to the wedding. If he doesn't want to go, again, it's his yeah. fault. Yeah. But. <laughs> I hope this guy, I hope, I hope. I mean, he's going to propose Tim. I know that. What do you, uh... I know he's going to propose. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be falling on your side of this camp. Whoa, Whoa, that never happens. That never happens, yeah. I know. No one ever winds up changing to my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was just going to say, like, uh, like if this is the case, how do we feel about them having kids and bringing them to the situation and then, like, mixed kids with a racist grandparent? Don't let... And then another set of grandparents are, like... Again, like, this is the and parents' racist. fault. Like, I'm saying, like, the parents, if you want a relationship with your daughter, even, like, to a point, relationship with your grandparents, you're just going to have to get over it, man. Like, just freaking, like, I'm sorry. Like, you, this is this is 100% your choice now to the dad. If you, again, if you want a relationship with my grandkids, mm. with my kids, your Hold grandkids, and my, with me, then you have to look at your heart. You have to look at yourself because your wife, your mom is going to freaking come over all the time. And guess what? You're the one who's going to have problems. Like, again, this is the dad. Like, you have to just get over it, dude. Like, get over it. Look at your heart. And, and if your wife is telling you this, and you're not even giving your wife, that's a big thing, too. You're not even giving your wife the reason why. Yikes, man. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes, indeed. Man. So when you say you're falling on his camp, in regards to what? Well, you're saying it for pragmatic reasons, right? Or at least that's what I gather from what you were... Yeah, I'm like the pragmatist of the group, aren't I? Uh, Not always. I I feel like you're also trying to be pragmatic by your principles, yeah, Eric? Yeah. But I think where you're... I I do not think that you're the pragmatist of the group, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> whatever the opposite of a pragmatist is, that's where you usually... Well, because fall. there's a conflict between pragmatism and idealism. Oh, you're that's the idealist. Week. There we that, go. That's next week. Wait. <laughs> that's I don't the discussion for next week. Oh, yeah. Wait, what are you saying? Are you saying just the I opposite think... of what? <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> no, I think that in most cases, you're the idealist. You're not yeah. like, what's a workable solution? You're like, what's the impossible ideal that's unattainable? And then let's just never do anything. No, because... Oh, I feel that. I no, feel no, that. no, That's no, right. No, no. That's accurate. That's but accurate. I think you guys are like, ideals are important, but I'm just going to do what makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's pragmatism. That's... I know. <laughs> yeah. Because that's... Um, that's best not, choice. That's yeah. not always right. Okay. And well, this what? is what the... That's, that's like not always this. right. That's like this. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to just... This, this is the theme of the podcast. It overall, is. Overall, is like, do you paralyze yourself with the infinity of decisions and never actualize them or do you dive in and wind up having to settle as almost everyone does for a suboptimal uh ideal 
No, it's a suboptimal reality. That's yeah. the reality sub-optimal. we Right, but so this is why I would say today I was the pragmatist. You were? And you yeah. guys yeah, were Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. You yeah. kind of you threw were. me. I don't think I'm an idealist. Yeah, you in are. this you are. Uh, well, I'm, I'm saying... Oh, you're saying as you're far confused. as the his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as David's friend situation. I think you yeah, have a, uh, an ideal idealist. that you want to practice. So I think you are an idealist, <laughs> but you think like your idea is right, <laughs> and you think it's why. also practical. I'm just not me. I, like, I, I think, think my ideas think, are wrong. No, no, no but what I'm saying like he's no, but he's not just going off of like, hey, what works? It's like I yeah. think these ideals yeah. are morally valid, and that's why. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I would say I I disagree that they're morally valid, but they they're practical. That's why I'm telling the guy just do. If his if he's a gonna date if he's a gonna date <laughs> if he's gonna date then why do you care? How come we never did this at Denny's? What the podcast at Denny's? At uh, Denny's? Because you know how much clinking and there's enough chewing in the background on this one. Yeah, the only background noise we allow is chewing and helicopters. <laughs> I yeah, say you have a waitress come by. How them flapjacks, boy? <laughs> I, would, keep going? I would say doing a podcast at Denny's is neither ideal nor pragmatic. Oh, hey, <laughs> by the way, so when we, were, when we were in California, I had biscuits and gravy for the first time. They were disgusting. Ask Eric. I didn't what? try them. Oh, it's no. California. Yeah. yeah, dude. You got to eat them in the no, south. Cause south, man. Ted, dude, dude, go to Cracker Barrel. Ted was telling me. That's true. Yeah. Cracker Barrel's. Ted was yeah. saying me. He took a bite of it. like, yeah, this is not chicken. This is not biscuits and gravy. It was no, like, it was no seasoning, no sausage in it. Oh, yeah. It was actually it was just a bowl full of Skittles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, terrible biscuits and gravy. Also, their chicken fried steak was not great either. You're ordering You're southern, southern food in California, man. But hey, I, last night, last night we went to Denny's and I ordered a chicken fried steak and that was good. Because you're in the South! <laughs> Welcome to Florida. So good, man. Have you been to a Cracker Barrel? No. Okay, because you have been every to time a I could, oh, yeah. Cracker Barrel, like, as, as someone who considers myself a connoisseur of biscuits and gravy, Cracker Barrel is perfectly fine. Like, they are, yeah. they're well above average and, uh, they also you know, they're... Chicklin. Chick- Chicken and dumplings. Yes, chicklets. They, they do. I was like, and chicklets? They just give you a... Chicklets. And it's a bowl full of chicklets and skittles. And their biscuits or cornbread that you get with Oh, the biscuits and so good. the freaking Have you had their biscuits and gravy? No, actually. Dude, this podcast brought to you by... I, I always want to have like... Well, like welcome uh, to sponsor. Right, so country Fried I know, I know this isn't true, but my friend once told me like, Cracker Barrel is won by like, incest. Like, it's what? run by it's wait like just like owners fueled by it yeah, like owners 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 or like incest people the, the... does your friend have Q clearance <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, I have you no would... idea no, I was like oh that's what it is. I mean that's not what like is talking about? no no well I, yeah I didn't get that but no I mean Q-Anon. like what your friend on is he QAnon oh QAnon no no, but like also, I don't trust a lot of restaurants that sell like souvenirs. I don't know why that's so sketchy they, to me. They do have, they have a really neat like. I like a yeah, but like that's, 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 like, that's why like Bubba shop. Gum sells like t-shirts. I'm like that's super weird. Like souvenirs. Country like music the CD, and uh, dude, I used to love like their toy section. And you know, yeah, some, they had some the cool like they had a what do you call it? Not a is it a gyroscope? The thing where you pull the string and then it and it uh like you can balance it on its side. It's and I, it'll it'll just go like this. Like if you put it on oh, the head. Oh, I know of a, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I, don't I think, think it's called a gyroscope. Is it? Yeah. I thought the gyroscope's where you look into it and see. That's a thing. kaleidoscope. That's a kaleidoscope. Right. Oh, I thought well, I don't know. Scope. Well, I don't know. All right. Back, back back to this podcast. <laughs> back to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> no, not even no, Cracker Barrel. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm following on Travis's uh, side of this camp. 
So now you want to be more idealistic in the fact that no, I'm I'm definitely being pragmatistic. If you're See? not if you're not getting the you blessing, think... you are just in you're a world of trouble and hurt for... and. But I don't know that that's why. No. That's not why I wouldn't choose. That. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, no. I get, I get, I get your reasoning. I don't necessarily disagree with your reasoning. I I'm just that upset was, by your reasoning. I thought that's like something to make you depend on God even more. What? Ooh. That's so we should seek out hardship. Yeah, that's why we get married stupid young to seek out hardship, right? You right, should. So you how should no, this... I'm kidding. That's not. No. No. Okay, so did then, you not listen to my entire argument beforehand? Well, okay, but yeah, but this is why I didn't get what the argument was like. Um, grind, like it's all this hard work for you to then come to a place where there is no hard work. No, it's not where there is no hard work. Like marriage is hard work. Like, right. It is. Yeah. But what I'm saying is to um, be able to uh, set yourself on that trajectory. You set yourself up so that you and your family can keep your heads above water and and worry about other things. Yeah. Like, I mean, marriage. Yeah, like having a healthy marriage, being able to spend Which, enough time with the kids, being able to, yeah. you know, spend enough time with your wife. Like he was saying, like, and this is actually a big part of why I think that Miguel's argument is very practical, is he's saying, I don't want to have to get a second and third job and leave you alone in bed at night and come in when come come home when you're already asleep and leave before you even wake up and never see you, right? So that's a huge reason to save now. Like I, I, know, I know multiple I know people... people that like they've they've either they're living in marriages that they're not uh, really able to appreciate or they've already divorced specifically because the dad was always working. He was always gone because he's like, well, it's my it's my job. I got to, you know, I just got to you know, provide enough. That, that's the story. Like my mom to this day will be like, your father uh, was gone. Mm. He, he had to work. And she's like, you have no idea how scared I was every night. Mm. I lived with my mother and father. I got married. I moved into an apartment, <clears throat> and I lived alone. Mm, right. I never. I had nobody there for me. That would drive yeah. me or crazy. with me. If I can see my life. I'll and she's it. like, "That was Come terrifying. Like I've never lived mm. by myself. I was a young woman living in an apartment by herself, barely making ends meet. I was mm. starving. But, yeah. And your father was working and grinding and hustling. And then even growing up, like, I grew up middle class, and like my father was gone before I woke up in the morning. And he was home at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And like I've I'm blessed. I'm reaping rewards from that mm. now as a late teen into my early adulthood. But like, my father was never at games. My father, like, mm. I did not have a father son relationship because my father was so busy keeping us afloat. So was it worth it? Uh, no. But my my parents got married young. Well, my, my mother got married young. My father was a little bit older. Yeah. But, you know, like, so, uh, you know, like, it's a difficult answer. It's a difficult question. It's like, in my 30s, like, yeah, it's so worth it. Like, I'm reaping great rewards from that. Like, I, but also, like, I understand the sacrifices and my mother had to make sacrifices. So, like, it's a difficult thing to quantify because it's like, man, life sucked, but it's good now. And it's good now because it sucked, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but... I, I'm not, again, like, I'm not saying, like, this is the fact of it, so nobody should get married young and all that. Like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, like, these are things to consider, and it's easy to pull the Romeo and Juliet. It's us against the world. You and me, baby, we got each other. That's all we need in life. And it's, yeah, it's, something, it's something else to say, like, hey, babe, I want to be with you 
we're dating, we're pursuing that, we're both going to grow and become independent and, and grow into adulthood and maturity and grow alongside each other. But there are things that I may need to do that I'm not going to ask you or subject you to, like coming home to an empty house and spending the night by yourself or uh, going hungry because I'm willing to do that. Like that's that's very much like someone I am. Like I am happy to um, go for less. Uh, like I'm happy to like, hey, like it's ramen noodles kind of night or it's skip dinner kind of night or it's a skip meals for the day kind of day you know it's wear shoes with holes in them it doesn't mm. it's not it's something that i'm happy Every to shoe do has a hole in it that's how you get your foot in but, it but uh, that's true but like you know like those are but things that i am willing to do are those things that my spouse is willing to do yes are those things that i would ask my spouse to do um now that we're married they'd be like hey ooh, sorry times are tough um but like then, if it's not necessary, or to say, like, hey, like, give me a year. Give me one year where I can just pick up a second job, pick up a third job. You continue to live your life. Live it comfortably. Let me do the labor to prepare our home. And I think that is, I think that is perfectly valid. I'm, I'm I, super opposed to that. And, and it goes to what? To what he just said. Because it goes back to what you were saying about what Vody Bauckham said about getting married, where it's like, he, it's like, it, you know, it was tough for them, mm-hmm. um, but he would much rather be doing that together than separated. And in, in but, this but case, I, it's but like... you can still do it together. No, it's, you're it's, not. It's the sacrifices well, that you're no, asking are, the, are the disconnect. Separate. Well, that, the disconnect is you're saying being married and in that first or second or whatever year, you have three jobs and you never see each other. And that's not, I, that's not what I would... That's not what I'm pushing for. That's not what Vody did. And I don't think that's what Sam's talking about either. No, right? but but like you're you're saying like, hey, because it would be tough for us to get married now, even though I'm assuming in this scenario, it's like we already love each other and know we want to be together. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like, go ahead and live your comfortable life separated from me. I will spend another year or two preparing things to make it more comfortable for us, as opposed to you two who are already in love and already know you're going to be together to separate yourselves and wait purposefully i don't see yeah. a purpose and, in and like i would, with, I would even nicole, argue that's biblical with nicole like, like preparing myself, the home I, but i don't think it's proper to separate yourselves well, purposefully like that. with with nicole and myself You're already we got separated. married we got married and we lived in a small apartment and right. we lived you know without having a lot especially for the last or for the first couple of years we lived in i mean i don't know if you guys ever went to the apartment but it, yeah. it was super cozy in there like it was super tiny and, and the bed uh, was like basically we, in the, the kitchen bed, like i could have reached from the bed like i could be lying in the bed and put my hand in the bathroom and then i could have rolled on the other side and put my hand in the closet so like the bedroom was basically just room enough for the bed but it we was had just a, a lot giant of... bed really guys. it was yeah. a nice apartment just really big it was like bed. a 600 square foot bed <laughs> uh but but what i loved about those years is that we actually did get a lot of time together and you know i had i had my job at the school and then after my first year i was also on staff at the church um but we were like even t- even now like i still have the job at the church and nicole and i are there together when i go in on wednesday nights like she's there and we eat together and we spend time together and then i set up and then like we're even in ministry together so my <laughs> the, the thing that i cherish is the time that i get with her and i'm also a time heavy person you know in as much as the love languages are valid 
but uh like I, I I love getting that time with her and um that is not something that I would trade but part of me is also like man I was 25 when I got married I wish I had I would if if I had known her I would have loved to have gotten married younger you know and and even having less than the very little that we had when we did get married um I would have preferred to spend those years with her instead of without her I'm not I'm not advocating like get married when you're rich but what like but you would say comfortable or um, established I would say right? those on are the, the words you've been using I would like yeah like like quite frankly like I am a very financially driven person and I'm most um, comfortable when I'm with her you know <laughs> like I like I like like admittedly I'm a very financially driven person like mm-hmm. I know my numbers I have One, my s- yeah, well, like, two, well, no, like, I have my sinking funds. Uh, like, four. I know what's in my account. I know what's getting pushed to my accounts. I know how much I have. I, I mean, like, like, I know these things. Like, I'm 30 and I've had two houses at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've pushed at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, yeah, like, I, I definitely would love it if people could do that when they're comfortable. Like, I don't, I wouldn't argue that Amanda and I were comfortable. But I would argue that I was preparing my home. Yeah, um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I think, but... but I think that's, I think that's what I'm advocating for. Like what I'm saying, like I didn't marry Amanda is because like I was once I was, I didn't know what I was gonna do post college, mm-hmm. like career wise, where I was going, where I was gonna live, what was gonna come of that, right? And it was a matter of like, hey, I'm I'm pretty flexible, like. I understand that, like, as a man, like, I'm leaving my mother and father, like, I'm an adult, I'm gonna do my own thing. If I end up in Maine, Chicago, Washington, which are all cold places, and I'm, I hate the cold. Like, it was, like, in the 50s, and I was cracking jokes about living in Houston again because of the weather in Houston, you know? Um, I, I don't do well with cold, but I know, like, if I ended up there, like, I could make the sacrifices and do what I need to do to survive. When, when I got my career, uh, or when, no, I shouldn't say career, because that's not what I'm doing right now. So when I got my first job, I was awake before sunup, I'd travel, I'd grab, I'd uh, park at the parking ride, get on the bus, travel two hours to work on the bus, get down, work all day, walk to the bus stop, take it back, and I'd be back at night staying at home in, uh, in my brother's house, which was the house we grew up in. Like, I didn't have a home, I didn't have a place to prepare, I didn't have, I was working a entry-level job earning like 10 bucks an hour which i mean respect but i wasn't prepared to yoke myself to a bride at that point um financially responsibly or trajectory wise um, so would you say that that's kind of subjective the point at which a person feels comfortable yoking yeah i think it is subjective but i also think like like objectively like like we're just discussing like if if i would have then been like hey you have a roommate and you are never alone and that's comforting to you and if you were to yoke yourself to me now you would be alone all day because mm-hmm. i'm gone for most of the, your conscious yeah, time that's just like, you have those conversations beforehand yeah, yeah no i agree have is she com- not working uh at the time she was i mean you're both gone um yeah but like i was coming back like 10 11 o'clock at night and what would we have been able to afford was literally next to the train tracks like, we lived, like, leaving to get into our apartment. Sometimes Wait, the it took... wrong side of the tracks or the right side? Uh, yeah. 
I would say the right side only because the other side was real, real bad. But, uh, you know, like it would take us like two hours to pull into our apartment complex because a train was going by. Yeah. No lie on that. Yeah. Like, um, it caught Amanda all the time and she, I think, almost committed acts of terrorism on train <laughs> systems. Um, you, you had some? Uh, I mean, I did, but I don't know uh, how long you guys want. <laughs> well, like, I, I, well, I, I just, the question I, I just have is because uh, just going back to pragmatism and idealism is um, what do you think about your view on all this is biblical? No, yeah. I'm not arguing. Is it? I'm just wondering. What do you find it? What do you find? I was pre- I was preparing my. That's home. for anybody. I was preparing my home. Were you engaged to her? Uh, Ever? I yeah. Like I was. There, I don't. I don't get that question. Like I, uh, when you were preparing your home. Uh no. So why? So how is that? Because I. Okay, so I mean. Yes, I was laying the foundation of my education, finishing my education, and then you know, like. I, I mean, I, I would happily argue that, um, but I mean, I would say career-wise, I was preparing my home. I was making sure that she was in comfort and safety while I was preparing the home. Like, when we got our first apartment, it we were engaged, uh, not married, so she didn't live in it. Um, and I literally, like, she's terrified of cockroaches, and we had a cockroach problem. And every, I had alarms, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would get up. With my sandal and my phone light. And like I felt like I was like, I'd cover my phone light and I'd walk into the kitchen, uncover it, smack, 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 smack. Yeah. You know? And I'd walk into the next this room, uncover my phone light. And I, like she would have flipped. No, I, I you know? And like that's like quite literally preparing the home. Right. But, uh, and I know at some point she was engaged, but I'm talking about the time prior to being engaged, were you preparing the home for her or for just for a woman? Yeah, no, uh, so I would say, like, I always dated with trajectory mm-hmm. uh, of, and I, and this is a conversation we had very early on, it was like, hey, uh, I like you a lot, but the day I don't see marrying you, we're breaking up. And, like, like legitimately, those words were spoken to yeah. her face early in our relationship. It was like, I like you, I, I think there's potential for it, this is where we're going. Right. Um, and if we're ever not, and if that's ever true for you, Ditch me. And potentially, you could have been preparing the house and nothing, right? Because she could have... Yeah, it okay. could have not materialized. So, I, but it, I think that's true of anybody. No, it is. But so what was the problem with his friend telling his father-in-law that I'm getting married to your daughter? Then? I mean, you're preparing for... You're actually preparing for her to be married to you. Yeah. And this guy's been doing the same thing. So, so he's so, just verbalizing what he's So having been, been, having been, as of even an hour ago, in your camp... <laughs> um, I would say there was no problem. Um, having now changed my mind into Travis's camp, I would say what you're pre- the home that you're preparing is now a minefield for yourself, your wife, the relationship between for the two of you, for the relationship for her, the relationship for your kids if you have kids. Um, no, I, I agree. But what's the difference between that and what his friend said like do you actually have a problem with what his friend said now or no um i don't care what you say i'm gonna marry your daughter it's not so much i don't care what you're gonna say i'm gonna marry i think the problem that you had was that he said he was gonna marry and yet what you said was so much could happen between now and then 
right? That that could not materialize. No, no. What, what and I, giving like that mandate when you no. What what my argument was was putting the cart before the horse that he was, and not that it was not that it couldn't materialize, but why not say, hey, I understand, respect your opinion. Walk like I'm. I I am going to propose to your daughter anyway. Walk away, propose, then now together you come and you uh, tackle that issue. Uh, versus what what it was originally said was, hey, I'm going to marry your daughter anyway, and if you want and you will still be invited to the wedding, I think those are making unilateral decisions uh, with someone who's not even your fiance yet. That was my issue was that. Yeah, she's not your fiance. I'm saying my, my 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 problem was not my problem was the unilateral decision making. His period. his decision making. Joe Blow's unilateral decision. What do we call him? Tim. 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 Tim's unilateral decision making was my problem. Right. Not Tim's unilateral decision making pre fiance. Okay. But I thought she had already said the same thing to her dad beforehand, and then he just repeated. Like it. What, all you wanted was her. Her, her affirmation his girlfriend to say that's okay uh i th- i think we need to keep the scope of that conversation in in mind what was that conversation about hey i would like to marry your daughter can I, do i have your blessing no i understand respectfully i will still propose i will still be proposing to your daughter that is the scope of the conversation now we go and we create and now we go, we propose, uh, because I think you need to propose before you can talk about, like, hey, uh, if we were engaged, would we invite your father? I think, you know, just propose at that point to, to formulate that plan. Um, that That is where I lie. Um, that's where I say the, the unilateral decision-making. I think have the conversation that you are there to have, walk away move through the next stages and now reapproach versus can I can I marry your daughter? No? Hey that's cool. I'm going to marry your daughter. You are invited. If you don't want to come, so be it. Like okay, you're you're ten steps ahead. Tackle step one. Slow down. Yeah. Tackle step one. Get through that. You know, now go perform step two, talk about step three, and get to step ten eventually. I mean, I'm, I mean, you're preparing a home to someone that you're not even engaged to. I feel like you're also skipping steps there. How are you preparing the home? Sorry, you weren't engaged because you're not. You're saying because they're not committed I, to her. I think. Right. I think regardless, you there are steps that you take, no matter who the person is, to prepare your home. That's what I asked you though, and you said you were preparing a home for Amanda. Y- yeah. So so that so yeah. When when you asked. Uh, like like getting the apartment, killing the roaches, uh, all that stuff. Like that, I would argue that was preparing the home for Amanda. Getting my education, getting a a, a job that I feel like could support a wife and myself, um, or that would be able to contribute uh, enough to match her contribution to the home. Um, I would argue that is just something you do as an adult. Like, like you're it's adult. a different like, thing that if you're looking for a place to live on your own it's a different thing if, if, if you're looking for a career just for your own than when if you have someone and you're planning to marry them yeah I, the, I think that if if you're someone who understands about yourself that like I don't plan on getting married 
then you go, yeah, I just need a career and an apartment and a place that I can, you know, get by on my own. But I think that most people don't think of themselves like I've, that. I've met many people that are, hey, I'm happy with what I'm doing, um, with the full acknowledgement of this is good enough for me. Only. And th- yeah, only. And then yeah. like, and then when things get serious or they start to figure it out, they're like, okay, my my part time job I needs to become thinking, a full time yeah. job or. My position needs to become manager. And, and Miguel, somebody. Miguel, you're saying it would have been better for that person to have already started making those jumps earlier. I, I think that's just good adulting. Like I'm with you. Like I, I, like, I don't, I don't get the that's inconsistent. His he he's telling his dad or in law, hey, I'm so committed to your daughter, I'm gonna marry her, and you're invited to the wedding. He's speaking as if it's a done deal, and you're doing the same thing. When you're trying to build a house for someone who doesn't technically no, I exist. Think, I think I think that's like offering someone a ride in the car that you don't have yet. Hey, Eric, uh, uh, you want to take a... Hey, can I take you to work tomorrow in, in my car? I want to take, take you to work tomorrow in my car and you don't have a car. They have a three-year relationship. You're not you're engaged. About, but you're talking about getting, like, working up for a house. And even if you're not in a relationship, they have you a three-year relationship. You should be working yeah. up for a house anyway because Why? it's intelligent financially. I mean... It in, is the I best mean, uh, way of passing generational wealth. Yes, like, pragmatism. You should, I, I don't You should disagree. be saving up for a home. Like uh, It's pragmatism. I don't you, disagree. Do you know how difficult it is to to procure a down payment for a home? Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. Like disagreeing. you should be working towards that. No matter I'm not. Why. I, but that's as as far as like adulting, like as you you would say. Okay, fine. Prag pragmatically, how can I set up myself for the most comfortable life? I get it. But when you're preparing a house for another person and they don't exist, I would say you're just as much putting the cart before the horse as this person. Except even more so, because no, this person has a three year relationship. Be, because by because I think these they're fundamental. It's, they're fundamental things that you should be doing. Like, I, it, yeah, I've gotten really lost as to the connection between these two things because I think that it's it's really... Like, if you, Eric, if we had two people that yeah. they both are you and they think exactly like you think, they're, they're both on your side, okay. And then one of them says, I'm going to, you know, get by. And then one of them says, I know I'm not really sold on the concept, but I am going to really try to work hard and save and uh you know start buying a house then let's say you know five down five years down the road eric a and eric b have both you know met someone the guy who didn't do the the working hard and and saving and trying to you know uh work toward a house he's gonna wish he was in the shoes of the other eric but correctly so or is that just simply subject that's what i'm saying like you can always sell the house and give the money to charity and go I'm be not talking a, you know whatever I'm, it is I'm not, I'm not talking about that i'm saying that this guy who gets married in this situation versus this guy getting married in this so situation. let's say eric a eric b is the one who worked and saved and like put a down payment on a house and yeah. he's he's five years into a 15-year mortgage right okay and eric a is the one who didn't yeah okay so now now that our we podcasting people, our our massive audience <laughs> that have made it this deep into the podcast. Yeah. Uh, now, what are you saying? What What I'm saying is that there's there's a good marriage here, and okay. there's a good marriage with A with A, and there's a good marriage here with B. Any mm-hmm. any of them, we've said that. So mm-hmm. to, I... for 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 this here is simply pragmatism, and I'm not disagreeing with the pragmatic value of it. 
what I'm talking about when it comes to marriage, we're talking about values, we're talking about principles, is that if, if person A got married, you're, you're saying that somehow there is a biblical value that was missed or there's there's some error no. in putting well, the I would, part I would argue if, that they're both preparing their home. I would also yes. argue that Eric B is preparing his home better but, than Eric A. Yeah, but, but that doesn't matter because even if they live in an apartment... The marriage is not bound to the material no, thing. Not, okay, not... so so here's here's maybe where I would push back, is let's say Eric A, and okay both Eric's, well their wives they have a kid, yeah, and then Eric A he's like really struggling financially and they wind up like they wind up getting thrown out of their apartment and everything and then Eric A goes well I guess it was just God's will for me to be homeless. And it's like, well, he gave you the previous five years that you didn't really choose to Travis, to do that's anything. Travis, hundred percent. First of all, mm. you believe in milestones. Second of all, <laughs> it does. But yeah. second of all, <laughs> you are, it's like yeah, reading go, tea go leaves, dude. You're reading. No, it's tea not. Yes, no, it is. No, no, no. you're saying no, because, that because that's Eric God. A hang on, let, let him better. let him finish. But like, yeah, this is not you. like tarot cards. This is not a horoscope. It, it basically is no. because. But you can't say why God decided the five years. Oh, you know, I gave you an opportunity, Eric, to do what Eric B did. When it's like. You know this for a fact, Travis. Because wisdom has spoken to both areas, yes. and one of them yes. followed it. But and one this of them is what didn't. I'm trying to say: is so you guys are going back to idealism, but you're also going to this pragmatism. is not. I, no. Wait, wait, which is it? It has to be both with you guys because you're <laughs> saying no because you guys are saying wisdom. All right, so if it's a wise thing, wisdom says, "Hey, you're young. You have a healthy body. You have the capacity to do things now that would improve." the station of your your future children if if you have children okay well okay. then you're of your future uh, life of yeah. your future series or for many people that you could just donate that money yeah to but, but a, eric a was fine until he got married eric a was not homeless before he got married that's what i'm trying to say so you're you should stay single is that what you're saying no i'm asking you are no. you no you're not saying you should no okay. but are you saying that that eric a is sinned by not preparing the home like Eric. Yeah, I, I would say that he's exercised sloth and yes. that he is, he's robbed the mouths whoa, of whoa, his... Whoa, hang whoa. on, hang on, hang on, hang okay, on. Okay, he's robbed the mouths of his future children because of that. But I would also say that if Eric A has a crush on a girl and asks her out and she goes, I'm sorry, dude, but like you, you, you have, you know, you look great and, uh, you know, you're... I, I see you that nice. you have, you know, a lot of positive qualities, but I'm looking for a guy who can hopefully provide for kids and things like that. And if okay. she rejects him, then he doesn't have the ability to get mad at her or to feel like, well, you know, they, the well, hang on, just, uh, he doesn't have the right to feel that he's been done wrong in any way. Okay. What so that's my, she's fine. Like what if that guy, if she'll settle for Eric? Yeah. A? Yeah. If then she's yeah. fine with that kind of life. Sure. Cool. That's yeah. Okay, I, but, I don't have a problem with that. Wait, but so but you're the, on the side of, of the father-in-law. That's kind of what it sounds like, honestly. No, that is what you... No, do. hang on, because she... I'm not on the side of the, the, the father. He's not a father-in-law yet. But oh, okay, if she's willing to settle for him, then we haven't brought into account the idea of whether the dad is in on it. Correct. And, mm -hmm. and the, the father knows that his daughter is willing to settle for a guy who makes less money, and he's going against that. I know, but so wouldn't the guy that's trying to do that be sinning against his future Well, I, I think he's acting unwisely, yeah. 
Right, so here, here's what something I'm kind of no 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 agree, but I've been hang on I've, I've been saying like, I've been saying from the start that I don't think that this no, no, is I, a wise like godly father no and I, I, if, yeah, if I he actually that. is a racist no, it's, and it's, a whatever. Not, it's not even that it's not even that because even if he's a racist we still are going off of nothing verbatim right so I'm not even putting that there what we know verbatim he kept saying is that he's not comfortable with how he can provide for his daughter. Yeah. Which you would say if the guy cannot provide and, and that I think there's some leeway as to how much you can or can't, then it's sinning against his future children. Yeah, but I would say that's a different question to say, you know, does does this girl have the right, you know, with her father's permission to settle for Eric A? That's a different question than saying, would you, Travis, give your daughter to Eric A? Well, no, that's not even the question I'm tackling. I'm questioning, is Eric A sinning? That's I think I that asking. he's been I, he's been exercising sloth. Right. But I, this guy, and this is why I'm saying, guys, this is the problem, is that he checks the box off of, of the work ethic. Mm -hmm. Now, he's a mechanic, and maybe that career isn't going to be enough money where the father-in-law... No, a mechanic would be enough money. Dude, dude okay, have you enough, ever regardless. taken your car to the shop? What? But this goes back to... What, <laughs> no, but this is what goes back to what you said. It's like, you can be subjective on what is enough and what isn't. Yeah, what does it's it mean car, enough? For? And that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that the girl has the right to say, hey, I'm willing to settle for what Erica yeah. brings to the table. And she also has the right to say... Like, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm looking for a guy who can provide for kids. And so Absolutely. she goes with Eric B. So I'm Absolutely. not saying that either of those women is sinning. I'm not talking about the women. I'm talking about Eric, which is this is what, what is kind of different than what we've been understand. talking. I, so I, he's you, saying you he's saying if, yeah. if women exist that are willing to settle for him, then why should he aspire to no. provide more? No, I'm I am saying is Eric A sinning? By not providing. By not aspiring to, to provide it, okay. more. It has more nothing to do with whether a woman wants Eric A or not. Is is Eric A sinning by not aspiring be, to provide more? Because he did not aspire as much as Eric B, is he now sinning if, because he If didn't being do a as mechanic much? is not enough I, I for think, the father in law to accept well, it, isn't he sinning and not aspiring to change his career and doing something else that the father in law would accept? No, as no, long as no. he's willing to lose that girl. But he's not going to lose a girl. The girl no. is already wants him. Which I, I know. And I know, and but, we but have it's, our... it's, it's the father-in-law thing. But what I'm saying is, how is he not sinning by what you're saying when okay. he can do it, more? Eric A. is not a guy who became a mechanic instead of a hedge fund manager. And Eric B. is a hedge fund man. I'm saying Eric A. would be a guy who did nothing. Like, he, he got did... by as minimally as possible. And he now has nothing, like, saved nothing to bring to the table. Okay. Uh, could you... Okay, hang on. I... I agree with both sides. I agree with Travis and Eric on, on certain things. Okay, so I just want to make sure, like, just to clear things up. Just I'm not saying I agree with it. I just want to make sure I understand this. Eric A, he lives in an apartment. Eric so B, lives in a house. Are you saying that Eric A has sinned because he has not worked hard enough or he has done not his... He has done yeah, not, the, okay. the only thing no. that I've called sin... Is sloth, sloth. lethargy okay. totally not and, working? And, 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 wait, 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 Okay, he's a good, he's my friend. He has Tim. definitely Tim has definitely not had the privilege to get a, a BS. 
Okay. Because one, assuming that Eric B did not work well, hard and things were just handing to handed but, to, but I mean, let's say they both. Okay. Well, let's just say Eric A <clears throat> did work his butt off. Okay. Going to school full time. Yeah. And working. Sure. And he's still living in. He's not as good as Eric B. Sure. He's not as wealthy. Wealthy as okay. you think. That's fine. Yeah. Do I think okay. that Eric A he, has sinned? He, yeah. he no. is. Okay. He is doing the then best of his to his capacity. Okay. Yeah. So how now? Here's my question: Is this? Is that? There is, I just don't see a point where I like, okay, if they, now they say he marries, they both get married. Mm-hmm. You can't say, like, I, I, I'm having, I think, for me, it sounded like it was saying that one life is better than the other. It, I, the it, life of a lazy man versus the life of a hard worker. Okay, well, okay, then let's just say. And if it's just wealth, I mean, you know, you'd say there's a way that being okay, wealthy so, is... Oh, no, so you're all saying that Eric A is a lazy worker. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's the, the whole the, setup. World, the, the, the scenario we're painting is Eric A uh, lives with his parents on the couch, doesn't have a job, doesn't try to work. If he does work, it's part-time, minimum hours, and that's all he strives for. There's no pursue there's no pursuing education there's no pursuing uh better job prospects there's no pursuing uh higher job prospects it's literally like coasting okay. by so now my, that here's my is point. That. okay here's my point now is this if eric a if that's what you're saying the story is for eric a is versus eric b who's worked his butt off first i would say eric a if you find a woman that wants that lifestyle then that's a red flag right there. Because why would you ever want to... That's kind of true. Yeah, because I'm saying it's this. The reason it's this is because why would you want a woman that it's okay to settle with this? And that... Because I feel, in my opinion, this is my... Wait, 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 wait. Yes. But the, so yes. He apparently yes, doesn't but, say about yes. But on. So I'm saying it's that he maybe... Like, why would Eric A ever settle down with a woman that's okay with this lifestyle? Because, because he's okay with it. He's that. okay with it. And because, no, yeah. yeah. Because that's why... The reason I'm saying it's bad is because... There's no, like, encouragement. There's no wanting to try, okay? So if Eric A, because you're going to surround yourself with this. You're going to surround yourself, Eric A is going to surround himself with women who aren't going to encourage him to do better. I I guarantee that. Like, they're not. Eric B is going to be with people and women who have, who knows how to work hard, who wants that lifestyle, who wants, like, who wants to encourage, who's willing to put in the work okay. of marriage. Yeah. If Eric A is not, you're going to attract yourself with women who's right. not going to yeah, work hard and who's not even going to even work on the marriage. I, yeah. I, I, I get that. I was not arguing for, and I did not hear you guys say that Eric A was a guy on a couch. I was going to say the exact same you thing. You guys did not set that up that way. I specifically did say that he, this is the guy with the work ethic. Yeah. This yeah. is the guy who's slothful and you still you said, said that. No, no, you said that afterwards. But you still is, contested after I said sloth. Well, wrong. because what I was arguing is that Eric A and what I had said Oops, from the beginning He's was, content with less. No, because he's not trying to build for another person that doesn't yeah, exist. He's, he's just living making for enough him, for himself. For because himself. that's okay, all okay. he wants but, to But let me, let me ask this well, question then. He's just building for himself. Is his desire to be with somebody else? 
Eventually, if it, yeah, yes. if he's Be- fine. Then with that. why would he not work towards that? Why, why would he not prepare and that, himself? And for that, that is fine, but this goes. I back... think I think that's slothfulness. No, and I think that's the problem. Like, I, I think I want a wife eventually, can, but I'm not going to work towards preparing. It for can that. come off as entitlement is the only thing that I would say. But what I was going to say is that I don't have a problem with you saying that, but you're being inconsistent with a guy who is talking about marrying someone and he's working for it. But and you're saying that he's putting the cart before horse, and I would say it's the same thing. No, I I'm not. Hang on i'm not saying yeah he's saying okay well i was just making it clear like i'm (laughs) I'm not saying that the reason they shouldn't get married is because that guy's a mechanic no i know i know i know that or Uh, because they're too young or whatever right my original point was that if if he's going putting the cart before a horse you put the cart before the horse you're saying miguel miguel because you had a girlfriend and you're like well i really want to marry her so i'm going to prepare a place for her and it's like you haven't even engaged her you did you even talk to her parents about any of that stuff. And it's just like the way we go about things and then the way we set ideals, it seems like there's an inconsistency here. Uh, from from the from the pragmatist view, <laughs> I I think it would be I agree. back to pragmatic <laughs> yes. to prepare right. the bit like to prepare and, and again, like I don't like do I want to have a spouse in my future? Yes. Yeah. I should be preparing certain things now that's not saying like i'm going to buy pearl necklace because she will like pearls and i will no uh, i prepare the house with bronze fixtures it's not that it's it's i will uh create savings or i will create uh career prospects that allow for her to come into that we don't know where she will land on that maybe she maybe you'll net uh, 60k a year and she's gonna come in and be like oh I was expecting 40k okay great donate the other 20k if you want whatever like but it would still be pragmatic to prepare that to prepare yeah. more rather than to prepare less yes now I do not believe it would be pragmatic to engage in a conversation with uh, somebody and say can you give me your blessing to marry your daughter no and instead of going back and having the conversation with the person that you plan on and getting engaged to and then figuring out a plan of attack saying, well, uh, even though I'm not engaged yet, I am going to tell you that uh, I plan on uh, proposing. I plan on her saying yes. I plan on us planning a wedding. I plan on you still being invited to that wedding. Do you see the extrapolation is I plan on, I plan on, I plan on, I plan on versus regardless I should be working hard because I think as men we should be working hard and we should be. Uh, I guess we really should have talked. We we should manhood. talk about we manhood. We can do that another time. Yeah. Um, but you know I think as men we should be working hard. I think as men we should be be preparing our homes. And you know what? If that brings someone into it, awesome. And if that doesn't, great. Like how is that great? That's not great. If if how if, is that great? Well, if, if that, that person is, you're saying if that person is content with no, singleness. It's not even it, it with with singleness or even like. Hey, you know what? Like, I have not had the blessing of uh, having a woman come into my life, but I have this capacity to bless income or home or space or whatever. You can now bless people like, hey, it's cold outside. People are freezing to death. Invite them into the nice house that you've been working towards. Mm. Hey, I have this much expendable income. Great. Tithe with it. Uh. Feed the hungry, you know, like do those things with it. Okay, like, my, my, my problem is when you look at Paul, who was a single man and he was pursuing singleness, he was not doing any of that stuff. And he still said he had the right to take a wife. 
He still had a right. I don't think that's anything biblical in what you're, you guys are talking about. I think it's just simply cultural. Is it pragmatic? I'd Absolutely. say Paul was definitely and an admittedly living the atypical life, you know, but go ahead. So we're all of his companions traveling with him then, and it doesn't really become that atypical. And I don't think with, with Peter or any of the, the apostles, they lived that vastly different life. They weren't staying home and saying, look, guys, I, I have a wife to take care of, and I've got to build my house, but, and I've, I'm planning on having children. So, you know, it, it but, wasn't like that. No, so, we're not, but Paul's we're, home we're not talking about stinginess. We're not talking about... No, I'm not talking about stinginess either. No, you're, I think, to, I think you're, you're saying that if Paul, if Peter did not do that, he would have been robbing from his from his his children's mouths which is true because you well, have he to was say, working his, his yes, he, was, was. he was the ox he was treading out the grain and so he was he was uh you know he was paid for the ministry yeah in, in say, way, Paul was I, preparing I, his home like yeah i'm not talking about a physical building necessarily yeah, he, but well go ahead keep keep clarifying because i want to well, I mean, no it's, it seems like you, like you guys have to keep clarifying because first you're saying you're not talking about physical home, but the only examples you're giving were physical homes. I, I so think like, because what in does a it... current cultural context, a home okay. is okay. Okay, but but if we're talking about Paul, like he's building the ministry, he's okay. building the foundation of his marriage, which will be his home. Like, like he is bringing a wife into his life, right? And he's well, he wasn't. He was pursuing singleness, but uh, you know he. You know, he was doing the work. He was working to establish. I mean, it's it's yeah, he was it's also... funny to say Paul's career, but like yeah. he was building his career. He was doing work. Like like that is that is what I'm talking about. He was also, yes. um, it seems, committed to that singleness. Yeah, I and I, but... I I don't disagree with that, but he still it wasn't like. Oh, I have to take some steps in order to take a wife. There's no, there's none of that in scripture where it says you have to take these steps. But he was taking the steps. Like he was no, doing hang, steps. Hang on. I, 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 don't... I cut people off too often. Thank you for calling me out on that. It's, it's okay. Um, but it's like he, the, the ministry you're talking about, like him working and all this stuff, it's like, yes, but that doesn't guarantee any material wealth. That doesn't even guarantee that you're going to be able to provide food for your family. Like and it doesn't. I've, I've been pretty sorry. Now I cut you off. No, it's okay. And like, but like, I know, like, especially uh, Travis. I I know that you talked about when you lived in. I think it was Brandon, Florida. Probably, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, where you lived so minimal, minimal, yeah, minimally, minimally. I don't know that word. Yeah. And you've talked about it also at times, just living minimally. So it's like I know it's not for you, like all about grandeur and, and wealth and all yeah. That stuff. And that I've also tried just as a a clarification. Um. I've tried to refrain from maybe specifically using the words like house right. and that sort of stuff. But I mean, you need to be, even if all you cultivate is work ethic, I think that's still something that we're doing. But anyway, keep going. Well, what, what I would say is that like you, you need to <clears throat> have a purpose in life. I, I do believe that. And strive toward it. And strive yeah. for it. Yes. Yeah. But like, that's about as far as it goes when, when it comes biblically, or at least right now I say that, but to be honest, not like, I've been scouring through scripture to see if there's more, but like the, the examples that are given with, you know, five years of working and now you have a house and all this stuff. What my argument is that's cultural and it's pragmatic in this culture, but you guys used uh, a sin. And I know now that you guys are talking about a slothfulness, but I don't know where that line draws for you two as for far as being slothful and someone who's not being slothful, because I don't think that if you're single, that it is necessarily wise to be working as though you had someone with you when you don't. And I think it's just like when that time arise or arrives, then you do. 
because you could put so much more effort into other things than just waiting for someone who may or may not exist. Yeah. And I think that's also scriptural because I think Paul says that people who are married now are, are really about what my wife wants and what my husband wants. But it's like, you guys should live as though you're not married. And it's like, yes. And that's not to say that, okay, well, now that Paul says it, then I can just live for myself because that's not the whole point. Right? Yeah. It's and like, I want to, even, even as a married man, like I want to be prioritizing the kingdom yeah. even over my marriage. And you do you it know? in a certain way married, which you have to respect. Yeah. Yes. I totally get that. Yeah, so I, I am sorry if I gave the impression that it's like specifically having this much in your 401k or whatever it is. What I'm concerned with and what I, I see happening more and more is like not necessarily, oh, I, I wish this guy would get into stocks or whatever it is, but just um, a slothfulness which leads to a, a more generalized apathy, mm. which leads to just like stultification or just like stagnation, oh, okay. you know? And, uh, right. And I think that if you trace that back to its root, it's like, dude, if we can get people just doing something, like if I had a son, um, this is the way that I would want to train them to go. And it's like, look, you know, I'm not saying you necessarily have to even go to college. I mean, you can go to a trade school, you can not go to a trade school, whatever, but I don't want you to be the type of person who's lazy. And I think that you'll serve a wife better. And I think that I th I do think that it would be important for him to be working and, and saving some money, putting something aside for his future family. And if there comes a point where he's like, look, I just don't think a family is, you know, what I'm cut out for, which is admittedly a, a, a minority of people, um, then it's like, great, man, you have this huge, uh, you know, you have something saved up, bless a ton of people with it. You know, plant a church, go, go out onto the mission field, live a dangerous life where it's like, look, Hey, I don't have any kids. Nobody needs me alive. Like if I go to Eritrea and I preach the gospel once and I get stoned to death for it, like may God be glorified. And, um, I, there, there is kind of like what you were quoting from Paul. There's a different, um, set of concerns that gets thrust upon you once you do have, uh, a wife and kids. So, and, and I was very much speaking from a, from a, Current, like current cultural context absolutely but i would still argue uh what i said would be true of like what you built mm. like like and i think in our current cultural context what we built is our wealth and our home yeah and but i like, mean houses aren't anything new like you know no. Houses are ancient, but but as even well like new, but but like bringing someone in and being like, look at what I have prepared. Mm. You know, I've prepared this ministry. I've prepared this home. I've prepared myself. You know, like and and that's what I'm talking about. Like and in terms of like the work of a man, like like and where the line of slothfulness is, like it's difficult to say. You know, like I'm and I wouldn't be one to say like, oh, in our current cultural mindset, anyone who's earning seven fifteen an hour is slothful. Someone who's working earning ten dollars an hour is not. I would say mm -hmm. someone who's slothful is someone who is able and capable mm -hmm. and not. And you know? am, I, am I understanding you, Eric, correctly? If you were to say, okay, Eric B. has been working and saving and, and you know, he's made down payment on a house, all that kind of stuff. And then you have Eric C. <laughs> and he's been working really hard, but, like, his work has been more like the internal work of, like, facing his inner demons and trying to conquer... Uh, you know, pornography addiction or trying to conquer, you know, alcohol addiction or whatever it is. Like, that's the work that he's been about. And now you have this Eric B and C and you're like, well, I'm not going to say that Eric B is better off than Eric C. 
It's right. just that the work that Eric C has been doing hasn't been like yielding money. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, dude, yes, a hundred percent. But I would still like, I'm not assuming Eric A has been doing either of those things. Right, right, no, no, no. and and I get that uh, now, but it's it sounded like you were making Eric A and Eric C. What I was gonna do to make yeah. things just easier was put Eric A and B in an apartment, so that everything was equal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like in an apartment together, like they're roommates. <laughs> oh man, I wanted that show. <laughs> yeah, Eric nah, C. Nah, not that. But um, and then Eddie, Eric, Eric. Yeah, Eric. yeah. We be... gotta write this web comic, guys. <laughs> and then have me came. And... <laughs> You'll do the voiceovers. No. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I think it's a interesting place that we have arrived because, and I I would just say like it's I think bleeding into another conversation we're gonna have to have of biblical manhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, and I, love and I do that. think uh, it would have right helped out a, right now. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I do think it would have helped out a lot if we were on the same page. Because me and Eric were on the same page with, with a. Eric A, and you guys were on the, a different page. Yeah. And so I was thinking more along the lines of, well, what if Eric A is more like C? Yeah. Like yeah. you just brought up. Yeah. And so that's why we were not on the same page with that. And that would have been a lot. Yeah. When I, and when I say lazy, I would be referring to, like, he's lazy in his uh, job prospects whatever but also lazy with self-cultivation self-cult- right right I, um I, I was gonna say like i think i think that's just uh building and growing value towards mm-hmm. your future spouse yeah you know like yeah there's the value of like hey come in and look there's this much in the bank account for us and there's also hey look come in like i'm a wise and godly man mm. and like i've been cultivating that i've been working that i've been and that is still preparing my home. Yeah. Like, because now my home is a far better place. More peaceful. Yeah. It's more righteous. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I would also say, if Eric B. has only been focused on making money, making money, oh, making then, money, I and he's done cool. zero to pursue holiness in the fear of God, and then you have Eric C., who's, like, all about uh, just inner inner focus of, like, I need to, you know, confront my inner demons, all this type of stuff, and then he never does anything external it's like, I wouldn't want to be either of those Eric's, you know? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to, but then at, at the same time, like if Eric C, if he's truly pursuing holiness, I think part of that pursuing holiness is going to be externalized in helping others mm-hmm. and serving his church and all those sorts of things. So neat. So we all Eric agree a now. Eric is the worst. Eric B is a little better. And Eric C is the potentially the one with the hairy the chest. Oh, never mind. Straw house. House of Twigs. House made of pigs. House made of pigs. That's it. No straw blows down. Mm. <laughs> Neato. All right. Uh, so final piece of advice for uh, Tim- Tim- Timothy. Timothy. I'm never gonna get this guy's name. We still don't know his name. I mean, it's a fake name. He's not I'm never gonna, gonna get my. He's advice. never gonna have a consistent fake name from me. Best piece of advice to offer Timothy. He's not gonna want my advice. <laughs> don't get married, Timothy. Well, no. it's like don't don't get married to that girl, Timothy. It, We'll try try to have a more holistic conversation with the dad if possible and if not it's like you need to move on man all right david um i, mean, I already told him my advice uh get married but pray He's about it for forgiveness and permission yep uh, <laughs> pray, about oh, pray about oh, it sorry sorry pray about it and um hey man i can't i can't wait to be standing beside you when you get married Oh, Are you marrying him? He's proposing to David. <laughs> Can't wait to walk down that aisle. Uh, I would just tell Timmy, 
Um, Tim Dino's going to look at this. <laughs> That's actually my picture. Yeah, he's already married. Um, but just, you know, read scripture and find uh, what you you can see as, I think, obvious prescriptions and follow that. And, you know, see if that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you feel like you really are, then, you know, it can't, I can't, I can't change your mind just off of here. But if you see inconsistencies, then go back to the drawing board. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you're, uh, there's a lot of red flags, and I think that road can be a really bumpy road. Uh, if it were me, I would just project that out to what my marriage would look like in relationship with my in-laws, what my wife's relationship would look like with her parents, what my kids' relationship would look like, what our family dynamics would look like, um, because, you know, the sins of our father. I'm sleeping, so everybody else said... I, I don't know if I'm gonna, I mean, I'm not going to add anything new, but I would just say, like, up, to, agreeing with Travis up to the point where you get to the impasse with the father, at that point, I think... <laughs> go with Eric. Uh, yeah, go with Eric. Yeah. Um, or, or, or with David, you know, with what he said. I but yeah. go to the Bible. Yes, yeah. Like, like once you get to the impasse with the father-in-law, <clears throat> just be in scripture, be in prayer, and if you believe that marrying her is still the right path, go for that. I don't think that's... Follow your feelings, man. Also, no, no, it's not It's not that at all. I also, just don't think the You don't have to invite me to the wedding. I'm just assuming I'm invited to the wedding. <laughs> all right. Well, Bye, see you, Tim. <laughs>